0: How are you? Looks like you survived the holidays. Uh, Barely. (laughs) This, I welcome everyone to the Project X podcast. I am Alan Smith, along with I am Big Dave, and uh, we did we survived the uh, the holidays. We both survived Whammygate in 2019. Yes, I won, and and uh, even though Dave tried to take me out on the podcast, (laughs) um, I still made it through surprisingly. And so, yeah, we're we're both we're survivors, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, we hope all you guys had a had a, a happy holidays. Uh, all everything only in including when this drops, it'll be after New Year's. So, so we'll be welcome to the 20s. In twenty. I know we'll be in twenty twenty. And uh, who thought? You know, that's something I, I have said this so many times in the last year, especially. You know, Dave and I are both born in the mid seventies. Early, early mid seventies. We mid-70s. were in the early mid seventies, you know. Yeah. Um, and when we were growing up, all of Gen X, when we were growing up. Okay, yeah, was a there was there was that there was that question of what's the year two thousand going to be like? You know, what's going to happen in year two thousand? I wanted my flying How, car. Yeah, exactly. I've been you know, watching the Jetsons. Exactly. You know, and there was there was also that. You know, I remember in grade school us sitting and being like how old are you going to be in the year 2000, you know, blah, 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 you know, type stuff. And, Ugh. and I was 25 turned 26 shortly thereafter. So, you know, it's like, all right, you know, yeah. that's where we are. That was 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs>
1: see when I think 20 years ago I'm still thinking
0: like the 80s yeah see it's not though yeah. so the 80s are almost 40 years ago oh. it's gonna be, well actually as this is released 1980 will be 40 years ago yeah and I honestly it doesn't bother me a whole lot that, because no, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie that hurts a little bit yeah, I you know I, I don't I don't have the affection for the 80s that so many of our generation does and I just it, it was a fun time. Yeah it was. It's gone. Let's let's leave it back there. You know, it's kind of this I am but I'm like that with the nineties and the aughts and everything. I'm like, no, yeah, it was a fun time. You're always pushing forward. Exactly. You know, I don't I don't I, I, don't, I tend not to be a, a
1: little bit more nostalgic than I
0: that. mean, I am don't get me wrong, I, I get into my nostalgia, you know, on certain things. Oh yeah. But I just I look at it as that as a that was a time in my life and now it's gone and we're on to something else you know that that's kind well, of where, where we are since so.
1: we're going back to the 20s mm-hmm. um i kind of hope they bring back you know old fashioned stuff comes back around eventually i want to see the flapper dresses back.
0: <laughs> I, I do I think, yeah okay uh, so we're that, gonna go we'll go back 100 years rather than if, 20 if, you, you know? know
1: if we're gonna do this let's do it the right way and and bring back you know the, the gilded times that and,
0: was something that with that, that, that every 20 year, you know, whatever, you know, in the yeah. the aughts or the early 2000s, whatever we're calling, you know, from 2000 or 2009, um, 10 years ago, <laughs> over 10 years, or 20 years ago, you know, 20 to 10 years, depending, you know, yeah uh, it's everything 80s, just 80s 80s, 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 okay, so now we're like 20 years beyond that, and it's like, well, the eighties okay. are kind of coming back though. I, unfortunately, I know. But that's the whole thing, is it's and, you know you know why so, that's happening? And it's more so than it was. The you know first why time it's happening?
1: Uh, go ahead, enlighten me.
0: Because the twenties the, the two early two thousands were just a rehash of the eighties, so now the twenty twenties are gonna be a rehash of the two thousands, which was a rehash of the eighties. So it's <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly I think I think there's I think
1: they're gonna do it better this time I, around. I think no, it's I gonna don't. be
0: Look, I'm sorry. We're never gonna do the '80s better than we did the '80s. Okay, uh, no. But for all all of it, I'm not disagreeing and, with you. You know, one of the we were talking about this earlier. We were listening to, uh, uh, you know, w- with our uh, our Christmas episode. Yeah. Uh, all of you guys that listened to it, you know, I played out with my one of my favorite Weird Al songs at the end. You know, Christmas at Ground Zero. Yeah. And we were talking about this earlier today. Of you know, Pol- it was on the Apple Polka Party, which I think came out in '85 or '86, somewhere around it, in the yeah, mid '80s, somewhere in there. And I was in Dave, you know, the thing about it is that that is such a a time capsule of that era because we were still living under this. The the fear of the. Of the nuclear annihilation. I mean, because, you know, with with the Cold War.
1: Cold War. I can't Cold War. (laughs) The Cold War was still heavy. Very
0: heavy, you know. And it, it wasn't until, you know, with 89. That was when the wall came down. Yeah. And that essentially started the fall. The domino effect. Yeah. And, you know, and by, by you know, 90, what was it? It was Christmas of 92 whenever um, uh, Boris Shelton took over Russia. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Gorbachev stepped down. The Communist Party was completely out of power.
1: Well, it was basically a small coup.
0: Yeah. But it was one of those things that that happened. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's only one superpower in the world again. <laughs> now, yeah. you know, and it's us. And, and you know, we had this uh, decade-ish of what do we do now? And I've heard people talk about, especially the end of the 90s, when you start looking at a lot of the films that came out in 99, yeah. like uh, Fight Club or uh, American Beauty or different. Stuff, like, where it's one of the things you look at, and it's like, yeah, we spent 40 years. Fighting this, the quote, unquote, this quote unquote evil empire, as Reagan put it, you know. And then for a decade, we're just kind of sitting back going, okay, what do we do now? And then all of a sudden, we had all this malaise of like, wow, we got a great economy and there's no imminent threat. And what do we do? We, we're not working towards anything any longer. And so you have, you know, yeah, it you all had started all falling apart. Yeah. And then, of course, a couple of years later, we had 9 11 and yeah. the whole world changed again, you know. But anyway, that's not even our topic for today. We're just riffing at this point. You, you wouldn't even tell me what I haven't even told well, Dave what our topic is. And it's something that we have... left
1: just, me in the dark again.
0: <laughs> it's something we have spoken about before, about, mm-hmm. hey, we should do this at some point.
1: Oh boy, here we go.
0: And we just never got around to it. And today we're going to do it. Okay. We're going to talk about jobs that we had. Um, dead end or otherwise?
2: <laughs> oh no,
0: here we go. I was I was always changing jobs for the longest time. You still changing I know, jobs? I know, but so, it's like, but back then I was really like I would be in a place for two or three months and I was gone. Yeah. You know, it, or, or you know, I, there, there I did have a couple of jobs where I lasted a couple of years and kind of became synonymous with those places, and then yeah. you know.
2: And
1: then moved along.
0: And then moved along to something else. And and then video it, store. It, it never it never <clears throat> failed. That when I left, it was video like video store. Yeah, I know. we well, we'll are <laughs> going to talk about the video store. Believe me, um, and it's one of those things that like you know I left, and then later I'm like, man, I probably should have stayed at that job. You know. Um, um, the record store comes to mind. on that Oh one. yeah, <laughs> um,
1: considering it's still there, I know it's which still is amazing, very active,
0: which is amazing. And they've they've done what most of those places have done, which is move into vinyl. Yeah, and you know and that kind of stuff, and, which is
1: sad because the one on my side of town closed down. You know, they're all gone ago.
0: except for. Yeah. And I said, I worked for CD Warehouse here in Nashville, and at one point when I was okay, I started working there. I guess we'll go ahead and get into this. Yeah, let's I, go ahead. I, I I worked at CD Warehouse from June-ish of 90, 1999. Yeah. And then I was there until about February of 2000, and I got stupid and left there and went to another job that we'll talk about later and was only there a few months before I got fired. and Went back to CD I Warehouse. I wound up going back to CD Warehouse a couple months after that, and I was there until wow. June-ish of 2001. So um so yeah, I was I was at C D warehouse well here is that that run I I was there about two years, roughly. I mean give yeah. or take a couple few months and, you know. <clears throat> and then I left for five years and then I picked up um a part time gig there about in two thousand six. Okay. Anyway, and I say that because I wanna talk about the difference. <laughs> when I came to work for them, in 99 that was a license to print money oh yeah buying and selling CDs and, I mean cuz you know, we did used that was the big the big thing with it yeah and i mean it was a license to print money and it was i'm not going to get into all of the because i i just i don't want to i don't want to get, i don't want to open any cans of worms of uh, talking about policies or any of that kind of stuff but it was one of those things where <laughs> if you know capitalism at all it's buy low and sell high and yeah. we did that quite oh, a bit
1: I, I won't make any any comments
0: yeah and it was one of those things where you, you I will we'll talk about some of the music that was like because you know, this was when Britney Spears first album was out <sighs> um, Limp Biscuits' Significant Other was big at the time okay. um, Devil Without actually. a Cause you know Kid Rock was big yeah. Um, all of that team, you in know, sync, and Backstreet Boys, and uh, you know, Christina Aguilera's first album was out at that time. Yeah, and it was funny that, like, as well as a whole bunch of other stuff that that came out, you know. And um, I'm, I'm blanking on some of the the really big stuff at the at the time, but that was one of those that those type of albums of those CDs. You know, we were we were getting like top dollar on those. And I mean, it was a license to print money. Yeah, I mean, we were. T- I mean, I'm talking on the high end, we were making 100% profit. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. On the low end, we were making 100% profit. On the high end, we were making about 400% profit on these things. Nah, I'm okay. going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> I actually
1: brought CDs in there at one mm-hmm. point when you weren't working there to sell them back. And he offered me so little for them that oh, I, I turned know. around and took my stuff home. Well,
0: with was, we used to see that all the time, you know? Yeah. This was also right at the time that DVDs hit. Yeah. Um, and, and so they started doing and those. And we started doing those. And that mm-hmm. became an even bigger, I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. And, even bigger. and we also remember DVDs at the time, like just regular DVD that you would go and pick up were like $25, $30. Yeah. You know? and you
1: could go in there and get them for 12 13 bucks a pop uh,
0: it depends the again on the low end stuff is probably in there but you were still you you could you could get on up like those, like brand new stuff that came out like, Yeah, i'll like tell you a, like, like a week ago yeah exactly yeah. and uh <laughs> I want to tell so many stories, and, and I probably should, but I don't want, even though it's been 20 years, it's still kind of one of those. Yeah, don't do it. Well, that's, don't do the, it because we may try to get them as a sponsor <laughs> at some point. But, you know. I know we, we talked bad about John. Well, no, no, I'm not even going to talk bad about them. It's just we had customers that. Oh no! You can tell had, we well, had, you
1: had Media Play across the I parking had,
0: lot. I had, yeah. Media Play was literally in the like in the same center. Yeah, it was I mean, like it was literally across the parking lot. We were on one end of that center, and they were on the very and opposite I, end
1: of it. I can almost guarantee you there were customers that went down to Media Play and absconded with several movies mm-hmm. and walked and across them to, right straight to us. Yeah, and, sold, and them. sold them because we had, and they made a hundred percent profit.
0: <laughs> And we had plausible deniability on everything. Oh yeah. Now.
1: Yeah, because they're selling you movies that are still in the shrink wrap.
0: Yeah, there there were times that there were that people brought stuff in that was like, dude, you didn't even bother to take the stickers off of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You bring them in. Not only are they still in like. The shrink wrap. Yeah. They but still in have the like security. They have cage. the Kmart sticker on them and they're still in the the, the plastic security. Like, yeah. not even, I'm not even talking about the ones that like you had to use a key to get off of, but the ones yeah. you had to like cut off, oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like they're still in all this stuff and you're bringing in a whole laundry basket full of this stuff. Oh, yeah. I know where you got it from. I can't take it this way. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to buy it from me? I can't take it this way. Yeah. Was the. You know, <laughs> shorthand for go out to your car and take the stickers and the stuff off of it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it was that type of stuff. Now, on the flip side of that, we also took ID of everybody that came in. So if there yeah. was a pro- you know, a question like, "Well, this is the person that came in and sold them to us," yeah, you know, it's like so many other. It's things. a gray area. It is. It's you know, and every once in a while, we would hear from the police. Yeah. Or. What am I, or, or every once in a while, we get a call from an insurance company. Yeah. Uh, require, you want to know how much, they were basically trying to get a, a, a feel of how much it would, it would cost to replace st- like CDs, yeah, yeah. DVDs, because at the time, because they were so expensive and so popular. You could popular. use them
1: as collateral on a bank loan. Yeah.
0: But it was also when the cities of someone's house got broken into and their entire, you know, CD collection got stolen. Well, all of a sudden it's like, well, you're looking at hundreds or thousands of dollars Yeah, depending on how many they had to replace, and so sometimes the insurance companies were like, "Well, could we replace these with used ones instead?" And so it's it doesn't cost us, you know, we we can use that as our template for how much we'll we'll give back, you know. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I mean, it was, but no, that job was great because it was one of those things that it wasn't a big store. No, it wasn't. It was crowded. it, It was. It was always always crowded. We always had customers. Always had people coming in selling stuff, and yeah. so it. We had access to everything, musically, and then and then with movies when with the DVDs when that stuff started coming in that was a big thing also of and like then oh wow video games and we did some yeah you know, actually because this was in the PS one this yeah. is before PS two came out is in the PS one and Sega.
1: There was some Sega. You guys some uh, We had some, some Dreamcast
0: Steam. because Dreamcast had just come yeah. out, and we would do N64, some N64 stuff. We didn't get as much of that at the time. You, you, know,
1: you did some uh, Sega Genesis stuff. We may I, have. I, I, I not bought know. some at one point. But,
0: you know, the, the big thing was the PlayStation, the PS1 games. And uh, yeah, I, I know because that's where I got my copy of Twisted Metal 3 was when it came through. Oh, I, bought it's it. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> always, <laughs> always the ice cream truck. Oh, absolutely. Always absolutely, the ice cream you know. truck. So... Uh, but yeah it it was one of those things that you know, with all that it, it was it was such a different time in media for that type you know that type of stuff, yeah, and it was like I said, we had access to all this music, and not only that, we had access to get music, yeah, because we did do new like we would do new releases that came you know when they came, we sold new as well, yeah, and so with that. We had distributors that we could get stuff that maybe imports yeah. that you couldn't get other places. You oh, know, you, you and,
1: got some stuff for me that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was some really cool. Like, oh wow, you know. And so, I, and while I was and, and in the two years that I worked there, yeah, I had a pretty decent CD collection to begin with.
1: Oh, both yours and my CD collections grew the, know, exponentially because I was living vicariously. By the your time,
0: job. by the time that I left that place, I had four hundred plus CDs. Yeah. Now the thing with that is that I had four hundred plus CDs. There's probably thirty of them that I listened to on the regular, and maybe maybe fifty of them that I listened to on the regular, and about Fifteen or twenty of them, yeah. I listened to a lot, yeah. <laughs> and the rest of them just kind of sat there. And after a few years, I, it was one of those things. I would sit there and look at. i like, "Why do I have all this stuff?" Because I don't. There, there was a.
1: See, you succumbed and started doing all digital. Well, it was it
0: was that too. Well, when I got my first iPod, that had yeah. I, I legitimately this, but I, I did a, I I did a. I did a purge prior to yeah. that, where I kind of went through and was like, do I have this CD because I like it or because I think I should have it?
1: That's not a wrong answer on either one of those. Well,
0: but the thing is, is that I really kind of went through and I was like, well, if you listen to our last episode, you can, you, you can tell you know some with our uh, <laughs> stuff that we don't really... But it was one of those things where like, I really yeah. did ask myself... Do I have a copy of Bitches Brew because I like Miles Davis, or do I have it because I think I should own it?
1: Dude, you had that and you got I did, rid of it, and I did. I would have taken that off your hands. Well, I loved Miles been Davis. Twenty almost twenty years ago, you know? I was I mean, around like... <laughs> twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> why, why weren't you? <sighs>
0: but it was one of those things where it was like I, I really did go through with a lot of that stuff. Of like, why do I own whatever? You know, do I really like the music, or or do I feel like I should own this because? Oh, this is art, and I must own this, you know, type stuff. And so I did this big purge where I I went from 400-plus down to 250-ish, 300, you know, somewhere maybe, you know. Be streamlined. Yeah, something like that. And then when I got my first iPod, I was like, okay, I'm ripping every bit of this into my iTunes. Yep,
1: that's what I did.
0: And I did. I ripped everything that I had into iTunes, and then I sold all my CDs (gasps) <gasps> All of them, except no. for just a couple, like a few that I, like, I still have a couple of CDs that I've hung on to over the years because of sentimental. Of like, see, okay. I, I still
1: have my CD. I still have my cassette tapes. I don't,
0: yeah, see, I don't, I don't, I I, you know, I do vinyl. have, I, know, I don't, I don't have a CD player in my house anywhere. So I don't, no dude,
1: I've, I've got a 500 disc carousel yeah. in my garage. Oh, I had one waiting, of those at one point. Waiting yeah. to be hooked back up at some point.
0: What was fun about having that 500 disc carousel was just throwing in random stuff and hitting, hitting shuffle. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Because again, I would load up those like 30 CDs that I really loved, or, yeah. you know, Whatever those 30 albums, and then just hit shuffle. I'm like, look, there's not going to be a song on here that I don't know that I don't like, you know? Yeah, so, and
1: you got music for days.
0: Yeah. And um, but yeah, dude. I mean, and that was kind of the. I actually let me rephrase that. I didn't. Yeah, I know. I hit that. Oh, okay. Uh, I
1: was wondering what that was. I
0: didn't buy my my first iPod prior to ripping all those CDs. I ripped all those CDs into iTunes and then sold them and bought my iPods so I could. Well, (laughs) and that was the first iPod I bought was whenever they came out with the sixty gigs. That was the biggest one that they had. See,
1: I didn't even buy an iPod until yeah. it came out with the eighty gig. Oh yeah, See, that's uh, when I was at Western. Well, this
0: was—I didn't buy it when it first came out. It was several years later,
2: <laughs>
1: and I, I used um, school
0: loan money to buy one. <laughs> and, and it makes sense. that is a necessity for surviving and, school, and
1: yeah. I and I justified it in the fact that you could also use it for an external hard drive, mm-hmm. which not a whole lot of people mm-hmm. knew about. So I petitioned it off and had you know like. I think it was like 50 or 60 gigs. It was music and everything else. And then I had the extra, you know, as an external hard drive mm-hmm. that I could save, you know, work on. And people, mm-hmm. I'd plug it into a computer. It's like, oh, you can't listen to that. Oh, well, yeah. I, need one. And I was like, like, no, yeah, you can't. I was like, uh, yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I know what I'm doing. Go ahead.
0: Right. So, anyway, that was CDware, the first two years of CD Warehouse. So it was one of those things that when I left, things had slowed down some. Yeah. But it was still, it was still a boom. You know, it, not quite the boom that it had been two years prior, but it was still a boom. Yeah. Okay. So, you fast forward five years, and I walked in. To, I walked in there, and um, a, f- a friend of ours was running the place at the time. John, John Burke. Oh John yeah. Burke, and uh, who was Sh- there forever? Shout out to John. I know, dude. John was there from. He was 17 years old when he first started there. He was just a kid, and uh, I watched him. He would bring his guitar in. And I watched him, like, just, like, get really... did he have, like,
1: a, a powder blue Strat or something? No.
0: He had he had a Les Paul custom that he had had for years and years. Uh, and it was, like, an early 80s model or something like okay. that. I
1: must be thinking of somebody yeah. else.
0: So it was... He he brought, he brought would bring that guitar in, and I would sit there and watch him, like, just play along with music all day. And he was good. He, it was one of those things, he was good when he came in. By the time that I left... He was great. The first time <laughs> yeah. or the second time? <laughs> Unless it's the second time. Okay. It was when he started working there. Yeah. And then it was one of those things. He went on and played in a band you know, that, that did really well. And years later, I went and saw one of their gigs, and I was just like, holy crap, that guy's good. Because <laughs> 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 it's like, especially growing up here in Nashville, you see people who are good, and then you see people well, who were like, Excellent. See, here's the (laughs) thing about
1: living in Nashville is that everybody's good. Everybody's good. Whether you play guitar or not, you know how to tune one. Exactly. And everybody knows three chords in this time. Right. Everybody. Right. right. Um, Which absolutely drives one of my coworkers crazy (laughs) because he bought a guitar and was trying to learn it and he was just sitting in his office. He was so mad because everybody that came in would pick it up and start strumming something. Exactly, on it. he couldn't exactly, figure out how to play.
0: Exactly, it. it's like, well, yeah, that's that's kind of living so, in Nashville. But so. there's
1: there's a bar in Nashville that everybody plays guitar. That's not right. a, that's not a rumor. It's not a joke. No, it's not. Everyone it, even plays the, guitar. Even the drummers in this town play mm-hmm. guitar. It,
0: it, even it's true. even it's I know true. three chords and get through
1: you know two or three songs. Right.
0: So anyway, um, when I came back. Like I said, this was five years later I came walking and I had a different job, you know. Yeah. and John was like, Hey man, um, are you interested in picking up some part time work? I'm like, All right, cool. Yeah, you know, let's do this. And so I wound up working there for another year. Yeah. Just part just part time. Uh, nights and weekends, you know, a lot of that stuff. And my goodness had things changed in five years. Really? Oh man. This How was so well, this was iTunes had taken over. Yeah. But that was your, you know, People, they weren't buying CDs as much. We weren't selling them for as much. We weren't buying them for anywhere near what we were prior. And that was still saying, you know. And the other thing I thought was really funny is that you see trends in music. And and I'll bring up two particular albums that when, you know, with our our pricing structure and how much we we paid and how much we actually sold CDs for when I had left in in 2001 – there were some, there was stuff that had come out in the mid '90s that we almost couldn't give away any longer, to where we even like wouldn't even buy it because Mudvayne. No, mid '90s. Um, like, and I'll tell you two CDs that straight up, okay. you know, were sure. One of them was uh, Show Crow, Crow's uh, Tuesday Night Music Club, which because it's a good. It's, I'm not saying anything about the no, quality a, of the album. That's I'm just a saying good album. It was something that everybody owned. And then eventually people started getting ripped, like, yeah. oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so that, that was we,
1: actually her, her best album yeah. because a, a whole her bunch of other people wrote it
0: one her. was okay as well. But it was one of those things where we saw a lot of those come through to the point to where at some point we were like, we're not even buying these anymore because we just have so many of them yeah. sitting in the back, you know, type stuff. And another one was Green Day's Dookie, that it was a ton of people had them, yeah. you know. And uh, so... <laughs> Uh, people would buy it, you know, it was just we couldn't get rid of them, you know. Yeah. What was funny is that five years later, there wasn't a copy of either of those in the store. And when they would come in, we were buying them for more than we were some of the newer stuff, and we could turn around and resell them without any yeah. problems. I mean, that's just two examples of stuff that we used, you know. Everything's cyclical. It is, you know, and, and there were other like – um. um Blues Travelers 4 was one of those albums. I really, I'm not not a a Blues Blues Travelers fan. But that was another one of those albums that everybody was trying to get rid of in the late 90s, early 2000s, that all of a sudden in the mid-2000s, everybody's like, yeah, I kind of want that, and there weren't any copies of it around. I've seen that with movies, like with DVDs, stuff that was really popular back, you know, 99, 2000, 2001, you know, the early aughts, you know, you can't find them now they're not they're not on Blue, and they were never put on blu-ray. Yep. And used to you could walk into any place and they'd have three or four copies of it and now you can't find them because You'd the people pick who own, for a song. the people who own them aren't getting rid of that you know they have them because yeah. they like it or they've gotten rid of them years ago. They're not making any more new copies of them. Yeah. And so the the ones that are out there and that was when I was putting together my my collection of like all those teen movies yeah. that I have, you know, for, yeah, yeah. I had to like search for some stuff of like I can't believe I can't find a car. I used walking any used to be you in any place and you could find these things. Yeah. And then when I did find them, they were expensive yeah, because you couldn't you find couldn't them find anywhere. them anywhere, you know. And uh, so anyway, I know I've talked for like twenty minutes about this, but that that job, I loved that job. That was probably the best job I've ever had because it was on any given day I could walk in. And just say, I want to listen to X, and or throw it. maybe maybe X, but, yeah. But but, but, but or dude, you know, I saw I know. them in concert. Saw the
1: original lineup
0: in <laughs> right, concert. Yeah, oh, yeah I, know, I you yeah. know, I, I but you know, insert band name here, yeah. And throw it in and listen to it. You know, discovered some cool music that. I can't way. believe
1: I've never worked in a record store. You would think that would be yeah. one of the things that I would have done. But
0: well, I tell you, it's something that now with the way vinyl has come back. I think it would be fun to work in one again. Oh, yeah. You know, just dealing with that kind of stuff. Especially
1: um, if you could work at a place that's not going to be pretentious. Right, and right, 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 right. Now, years and, le- and there's some great record stores out there, but right. there's some I don't like going into yeah. because the
0: way that the staff... It's kind of like music stores. It's it's the
1: old school music store right. where you're judged on, oh, yeah. what, on what you're buying. It's, right. it's totally... Um, oh, what was the John Cusack... High fidelity. High
0: fidelity. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. High fidelity. Well, that's that whole. See, okay, that's the thing. When that when that movie came out, I was working at CD warehouse. Oh yeah, and so and you were totally jackpot. We all no 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 I was not no 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 because you got to remember who else was working with me at the time. Oh yeah, okay. No, you're right. And he got that a lot afterwards. Of I'm not saying it because I love you, bud. But it's
1: shout out, shout out. Yeah, you know who you are.
0: But it was one of those things. He got that a lot afterwards. Like, hey, have you seen that movie High Fidelity? Because you remind me of that dude. You know. Yeah, and I was
1: probably. One of them that said it. Yeah, sorry, and, dude. And
0: he, but it was funny because, like, all of us. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, all of us went to the movie together. Oh yeah, that worked there. It was me and him and and little Andrew and and John Burke. You know, we all went. Yeah. And it was like, okay, cool. And it was one of those things as we we're watching it, we're like. <laughs> laughing and looking at each other like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That happened the other day. That was a <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's such a good movie. I watched it. I've got it, it on VHS. Oh, the, really? At the house, yeah. I've got, I, I think I've got.
1: Yeah, no, I've got it on VHS. I got to find me another VCR. Well, one of the
0: things from that movie that um, stood out then and still now, you know, is that um, I think it's cute. Is it, is it is it Cusack or is it Jack Black? I think it's Cusack says something. That he, they're talking about. He's like, you know, it's not what you're like; it's what you like. I'm talking about how yeah. you, you know, and it was like, yeah, when you're young, that absolutely, it, it, you really do judge people not on yeah. what they, they they themselves are. It's more of what bands do you like, what movies do you like, yeah. what you know. Well, I mean, that was always
1: talk. one of the que- one of the first questions that we would ask oh, yeah. when somebody new would show up. in yeah. The group is like. Okay, so uh, what do you listen to right now? Yeah, and and, that, and you would kind of... And depending oh, wow, on what wow. was in their car cassette player at yeah. that moment, it would depend on whether you were going to talk to yeah. them or not.
0: And that's kind of with... We don't have that as much these days, which I think is kind of good. Yeah, But at the same Nowadays, time...
1: Nowadays, if I ask somebody, what do you listen to? It's because I'm looking for something new. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly.
0: To. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Anyways, that place was great. Um, yeah. I have more, but go ahead. I'm going to let you go. From, uh, um,
1: One of the first jobs I had living in Nashville, mm-hmm. is I worked, and this was in this was in high school, I worked as the janitor for a tool and die place okay. that also had an office space that they rented out above the offices of the tool and die shop. All right. And I was basically in, I would show up after everybody had left at like six o'clock or so, and I would basically work half a second shift, half a third shift job in this mm-hmm. place by myself in one of the more sketchier neighborhoods <laughs> okay <laughs> it was it was right off the millersville exit oh okay okay yeah uh, yeah yeah and it was right around the corner from that hotel i know what you're talking where about the heah
0: the motel the the or well, was it the... it, was, it was a
1: heah uh, fireworks right yeah right yeah right next to it and then mm-hmm. there was a motel mm-hmm. and that place was a known drug runners oh yeah den it probably still is um, huh? there was a there was one night Metro showed up and busted a car and the tr- car w- trunk was full of guns nice. or something, you nice. Know? Yeah. Um, I had somebody break in the building on me one night, I had the alarm upstairs go off. while I was in the building by myself <laughs> as a high <laughs> schooler. Always, clean, yeah. Had to go outside and wait for Metro to show up mm. and sweep them. But you would, I would go in and I'd have to clean all the offices, go upstairs, mm. clean out the rental places. And then I would have to go back to the, the tool and die shop and, and clean the metal shavings out of all oh, the machines. Oh no,
0: no! Yeah, I would
1: have to clean out all the machines, all the CNC machines. Oh, and
0: you got those all in your fingers and oh, all in, Oh uh, my goodness! Yeah, and yeah, plus
1: you know, plus all the cutting oil. Right. You know, all the cutting oil and all that, and you would you know you'd have to empty these machines out, and you would have to empty it out into a fifty-five gallon bucket or barrel, mm-hmm. and I'd have to wheel that fifty-five gallon barrel out to the loading dock and tip it over onto the dumpster and then dump this 55-gallon drum full of metal shavings over (laughs) into this dumpster, empty it out, go back in, shut the door, and go back and start all over again.
0: Oh, man.
1: No. The only... (laughs) You know, and I would do this all night long, and Mm -hmm. then I would get home and do homework and then go to bed and get two or three hours sleep and get up and go to my last semester in high school, Mm -hmm. come home, get a couple hours sleep, and then go to work, and... The, the best thing about it is there was a stereo out in the, the tool and die area. Mm-hmm. And they always had it set on, I forget what radio station it was, but I was like, screw that. And I would change it over to 103 KDF, KDF and yeah. turn that sucker up mm-hmm. and just rock right. all night long. And that was... The only, other, the only thing that I really did that I shouldn't have done mm-hmm. is when I still had the wagon, when I had the station <laughs> okay. wagon, yeah. and I had bought all that car stereo equipment, uh, me and two friends um, went down there one night after everybody had left and pulled the car into the building. Turned it on? <laughs> no. <laughs> cranked it? No, pulled the car into the building <laughs> yeah. so we could install it oh, okay. in an air-conditioned oh, building yeah. and yeah, had all this yeah, nice yeah. light and all that. And then, yeah.
0: Oh, so. we've all... Worked on stuff <laughs> on company time. That oh no, it wasn't, to. E- it wasn't even on company oh, time. Okay. It was, it yeah, was yeah, a yeah. day
1: that I, you know, it was a day that I had a day off. We just we used the building.
0: <laughs> I had a job. It was at the same time that I, that I had gone back to work for CD Warehouse yeah. part time. My regular day job, I was working for a car dealership. And oh, was that the yes? And man, oh my goodness! I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm going to tell the stories. I'm, I'll leave the names out, but. Um, <laughs> That place was shady. Oh my God, it was shady. And um, it was one of those, it was one of those, um, what do they, what would you call it? Oh, they, they specialized in what they called special financing. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: We took the note. Uh,
0: No, they had, they had people, you know, they had uh, companies, you know, uh, loan people that would do financing, you know, for them. But, if you're not familiar with special financing, special financing basically means if you have a really, really bad credit, yeah. they could get you they could they could get you a loan. But the interest rates were just horrible. 50%. Oh, they were terrible. And, you know, a lot of times people that would come in there were they were so upside down in the vehicles they were already in because here here's a, I want to because I worked for a couple of car dealerships. This one I was not a salesperson
1: yeah tell us tell us the dirty secrets of car salesmen this is not even a a dirty
0: secret and so this, much. And this is not all car dealerships. No, it's
1: not. This is mainly like uh, major dealerships. Right, but
0: well, major dealerships. It's a lot of like little, little places, you know, that, that are kind of the My, token. My caveat note, you know, is because I've got
1: family in the used car, right? and they're honest, and they yeah. actually try to take well, care of Well, it's like anything else.
0: You know, you're going to go some places, and it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be shady. You're going to go other places, and it's going to be fine. Yeah. One of the, the, the things that and this is, it doesn't matter if it's a big car company or if it's an actual, like, dealership, you know, one of your major whatever, or if it's, you know, just a used car place, you know, that you see on the side of the road near a, a mall because that's where they all are. Yeah. Is, yep. <laughs> is um, that if you come in with a vehicle that with financing and with – with um You know, you talk about, you know, depreciation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time, you know, if you you have a five-year car loan. Yeah. By the time the first year is up, you're going to be in over your head. Like, you're going to owe more than that vehicle's worth. Yeah. Even if it's brand new you were going to owe a lot more than that car well, is worth now.
1: If you buy a brand new car and mm-hmm. drive it off the lot, the second it hits the street,
0: oh, yeah. it, you've it, already dep- you've already depreciated yeah. a quarter. But the, but here's the thing is that like especially with used vehicles, yeah. They're depreciating a lot faster <laughs> yeah. than anything else. So, if you buy a a 7-year-old vehicle and you and you sign up for a, you know, a 5-year loan on that, you're going to be so far in it's not even funny okay and i'm not even talking about with the if the interest rate is you know if you have a good interest rate or a low i'm just talking about how much you're actually paying for that thing yeah over that time period is you're so far in so anyways here's one of the things that the finance companies love to do so you you have a vehicle it's worth 5 grand okay yeah that that that's the the blue book you know whatever you know that they are what they're willing to give you yeah you know, or what they're saying oh yeah it's worth 5 grand but you owe thirteen thousand dollars on it because of how you know your payoff is thirteen grand, so you're in eight grand upside yeah. down of like you know <clears throat> so what finances people love to do is like, okay, fine, we'll just roll that over into your new yeah. vehicle, so you go and you buy a new vehicle for twenty thousand dollars and they roll that eight grand over on top of it, so a vehicle that you that you were only going to pay twenty grand for now you're paying twenty eight grand yep. for Plus, whatever, they're outrageous because you have bad credit, and so you should just be thankful that we're going to give you a loan on this at... 25 percent or whatever or, or more some 30 percent sometimes depending on yeah. who you go through so then you know you do the math I don't, that, that's once you get in the math on that it's like i'm not even going to get into it because that's you're paying 60 70, you're paying a whole for lot more money for, that's not, and the thing is is what winds up happening is the people who wind up in those situations just keep rolling yeah. money over into the next one in the next one and yeah. the next one to where when you get two or three or four vehicles down the line... You could have had a Lamborghini. You are paying a whole lot more money for something that there's just no... Anyways, so I worked for one of those special financing places. I was not a car dealer. I was not a car Car salesman salesman here, thank God. Uh, But it was one of those things that I was out of the office quite a bit because this was...
1: You're doing a lot of transportation stuff.
0: I was doing I was doing a lot of title work. is yeah. basically what it comes down to. I had to go down to the the state quite a bit to yeah. get stuff you know moved around. You know, and um, somebody you know you had a loan that comes out of you know for this company, uh, it's gotta it's gotta be notarized and it's gotta go down to to where you you know you have to go and have it transferred over to this company and yeah. you know and and there's a lot of you know people we, we did a lot we. We did a lot of people would come from Kentucky to 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 do this because of a of a mailing that we that they did. I keep saying we. I hate to say we because I'm like I don't want to admit that I was a part of it. But the 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 the, the dealership that I worked for did this, these mailings. Yeah. That hey we can get you bought and a lot of people you know and I mean, people would travel. I mean they would travel from long distances. Yeah. To because they were in a promise of oh I can get a better car. Yeah. You know. And so,
1: was it one of these places that if you can drag it here, we can make a deal? uh,
0: Tow it, it, tow it if you have to. The was it push it, pull it, drag it in type stuff? No, it 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 wasn't quite that, but it was more of the oh we can get you bought or as we would say we we can get you bought. But it's one of those things Mm -hmm. that you're going to be paying a huge amount of interest over a long period of time. So I end up going to a lot of county clerks' offices, both in Tennessee and Kentucky. Yeah. And you know kind of stuff so I was out of office quite a bit yeah the two years that I worked two and a half years that I worked there um I was kind of left alone to do what you needed. what I needed do. to do a lot of times I would roll in, in the morning I'd grab a vehicle grab paperwork that I needed to get done take off and I wouldn't be back until two in the afternoon or something um, and then on top of that I was also getting um uh, vehicles because we were, they would go to the you know to the uh, the auctions the you know, yeah. and so uh, in part of the getting everything taken care of, you had to send it through Marta, which is the thing that we have here. So I wound take taking a lot of cars through Marta. It's as basically well. the emissions test. Yeah, I had to go car. do, do em- emissions test, you know, and which all is that. why stuff. I moved to the county. Yeah. I did no so, emissions. test. <clears> t- t- well, it's one of those things that like it was a great job because that was. I started working there, and went after I mean I was there a very small short amount of time before I got my first iPod. Yeah, that's, this is all around that same time you know that I was talking about. Yeah, and so I'm in the and that's when I first discovered podcasts. Well, oh, okay, and during that time period, was like what's this podcast I keep talking yeah. about and blah blah blah, and really you know, really got into all of that. Yeah, uh, and this is a couple of years even before I had you know was on one and everything, but I was just like, oh, this is so cool, you know. And anyway, so because I was in vehicle a uh, vehicle all the time, and that yeah. was great. The problem came about a year and a half into working there, because we were doing gangbusters. That that store that that place was just doing great. Yeah, uh, and we. The guy that owned the place was a multimillionaire. Yeah. Okay. Had really nice motorcycles, like, you know, like really nice, like on display in the showroom, yeah. you know, and all this kind of stuff. And he had a Lamborghini, you know, bought, like bought his wife a Lamborghini for Christmas type stuff. You know, I mean, it was like nice. really doing, doing well. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden we started having cash flow problems.
1: I don't imagine that.
0: Out of nowhere. It was like, where are all the new vehicles from the auction? Well, they didn't go, and it was part of that became was because they opened another dealership yeah. in Kentucky, and the two owners were spending all their time up there with that, and they were trying to get that up and going, and you know, that kind of stuff. And so we kind of started falling behind, you know. Yeah. And um, it just it was there was just something odd. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, you know. And it was one of those things where they fired several salesmen out of the blue and they brought in new people that were really shady. And, you know, we had really high, like turnover with finance people. Yeah. And it was just like, there's just something not right going on here. I can't figure out what's going on. I mean, it was just, it was just, it's the, the only, only way I know how to describe it is, is, is being on the Titanic and knowing that the, the ship's, ship's going, going down, down but and, you
1: don't know why it's going down,
0: and and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know it's. Uh, and uh, I want. I walked into work one day after I'd been there two and a half years and just didn't have a job any longer, and that place held on for a couple a couple more months or whatever. Yeah. I will say that the last four or five months that I was there, there were times when I would come in grab a vehicle, grab my, you know, the paper, what little paperwork there was to take care of, you know, type stuff. And I would leave and I would ask myself, okay, if I come back and either the PD or the feds are here, do I keep driving or do I go in and say, I just work here. I let me get my car and I'll leave, (laughs) you know, like, wow. (laughs) Wow, and that scenario actually played itself out when they were shutting the place down. Really? Yeah, and um, it was it was drug related. And oh, imagine that. Yeah, I know. And when you
1: said motorcycles on display know, and bought a Lamborghini was, for Christmas, my immediate thought was, I wonder how much cocaine's going yeah, around.
0: There. Well, it wasn't that, but it was something. And and but it was one of those things where again, I had plausible deniability yeah. of I but everybody knew something was going on and you know I don't know I don't I, I'll be honest I haven't really talked to anybody from from there. there in a while I know that like the guys in the the, the guys in the garage were awesome. I mean, like, awesome. I still run into them every once like here, you know, every once in a while, I run into somebody at work there, and it's yeah. still I'm just like, yeah, dude, seriously. And they're always like, if you ever have any problems, just bring your vehicle up here. You know, we'll we'll look at it. You know, oh, that's cool. And it's good, you know, it is. It's, it's, it's always good to know people who are mechanically inclined that yeah, way, exactly, um, and that you can trust. You know, on top of it all, but yeah. it's yeah, that was just a. It, it was a great job because I didn't have to deal with the general public. Yeah, I kind of knew what I was doing, and I could kind of, you know, in a, in, a, in a day, and so I could kind of plan out my day of okay, I'm gonna get here, I'm gonna do this and this and this and this, I'm gonna grab lunch, then I'm gonna do this this and then this, yeah. and then I'm gonna go home, and and I'm gonna get paid on Friday, and it paid every week, which was great. I loved that rather than every two weeks stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> try once a month. I had yeah, I had that. I had health insurance. I had you know, it was it was awesome. You know, I had no responsibility whatsoever, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, uh, and I'll be honest, I goofed off on the clock so much on that, especially towards the end where it was just kind of, uh, God, you know, whatever. Um, and, but it, it was, it was a great job. It was probably the second best job I ever had, you know, and that kind of stuff, but it ended badly (laughs) for everyone involved, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, so there's that. Uh, you got another one? Cause uh, I still have one big one <laughs> to get to. Probably <laughs> probably the
1: best job that I ever had was when I was working as a master control operator for the PBS station at Western Kentucky when I was in school up there. Okay. So basically, if you've got a television station, mm-hmm. you've got the production folks, which was the side that I was trying to get in on. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I get the feeling the professor that was over that side didn't like me at all. So I never really got a shot. Right. But I got in on the the broadcast side. And basically there's a there's always a person sitting at Master Control mm-hmm. making sure that everything's running as it should. The programs are going to air as they should. And if there's a problem, then they have to start you're you're basically sitting there getting paid for if and when there's gonna be a problem. You can then make the adjustments, mm-hmm. you know, and fix it. Well, when I was there, the station was still being broadcast off of three quarter inch pneumatic video oh, tape. Wow. And this is in what year? Uh this was I think I was there two
0: thousand five through two thousand seven. Oh, so yeah, I mean Wow. You
2: yeah. would think
1: everything would be digital by then. You, well, you would think, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Um, it, it was after I graduated, they went in, they revamped everything and it was digital. It was Mm -hmm. all digitally run. Um, so basically you're sitting there on the hour, you're having to change the videotape for Mm -hmm. the next show that's going to happen. But at the same time, you've got six or seven, three quarter inch humatic tape machines that are recording all the programs that you're going to be showing later on. Mm -hmm. And you have to switch all those tapes
2: Oh, goodness. At the same time to get the next
1: shows <laughs> right, recorded right. because all of them hit at, at,
2: the, same, at the half hour, at and the half, half
1: hour mark, right. and then once you did all that and you made sure everything was running like it should be, mm-hmm. um, then you had to go in and check the you know, the transmitter power and the ratings and all that. But I was basically getting paid to watch PBS television. Well, that's cool, though. Which I mean, you know, a- in in the you know if it was an afternoon shift. It would kind of suck because you're watching all the kids shows and all that. And I can't tell you how many afternoons I was forced to sit there and paid to watch Caillou.
0: Oh, well, well, that's... Everybody yeah. at the station hated Caillou. Caillou. nobody. If you're over four years old, yeah. you hate Caillou. I mean, that's a...
1: And then if you were working a shift where you got there right after, you know, you'd eat lunch, you'd go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you'd get the Bob Ross Joy of oh, Painting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 And you'd almost pass out. Oh, you know, yeah. Because you're... A happy you, little trees. You, you, you've already eaten lunch, so yep. you're kind of full, that, and now you've got all right, man, we're just going to put this know. happy little tree right here. Oh, he he has guy. one of those
0: voices. that just, yeah. you know, it's just so soothing and mellow. It's just like, uh.
1: now the shift that I tried to work every time I would, t- I'd pick the ship shift up every time mm-hmm. I could get it. And that was the Saturday night from like seven until midnight when we would shut off the transmitter. Okay. And in that lineup, we had um, legends of jazz with Ramsey okay. Lewis we had Austin City Limits, okay, which was another good yeah. one, mm-hmm. and then we had an hour, hour and a half of Monty Python's Flying so Oh, nice, nice. You know, so it was just, and we had we had a huge monitor speaker that mm. you would use to monitor the, the audio, and there would be nobody else in the TV station. Radio station was upstairs, so you're not bothering them. So I could take that monitor and crank that thing up, nice, and do an hour of Ramsey Lewis lessons uh, of jazz, uh, do an hour of Austin City Limits, and then, get you know, Monty Python Flying Circus. Mm-hmm. That so,
0: sounds cool. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's no. Uh, it was
1: it was a great it yeah. was a great gig. It didn't pay a whole lot, you know, because you were a student worker, right? But right. it was still a lot of fun.
0: What about your uh, when you worked at the bookstore? I know oh, you enjoyed that that. Yeah, the book, the bookstore was great. You when We know, first met. You were working there. I was, yeah, yeah
1: I was still working at the bookstore, um, and it was a it was an independent bookstore. Mm-hmm. There was there was one at Rivergate. There was one at Cool Springs. It was book World. both malls here. Both both malls here in, yeah, in, in Middle Nashville. Tennessee. Yeah. And, well,
0: yeah, in Middle Tennessee because Cool Springs is south yeah, of you know it, it's
1: down closer to yeah. Franklin. Yeah, um, but it was it was all hardwood.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and, I remember that store. And and, mm-hmm.
1: and you know, for the folks that that have no idea what I'm talking about, it, the whole store was hard hardwood. Mm-hmm. The shelves were hardwood. The floor was hardwood. You know, is it, it had and it, and it had little cubbies. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just rows and rows and rows of books. It was cubbies of books. You know, so it was the cubbies were set up for you know different different things. And the manager. um she was German and she was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed working with her. But if there was a section that wasn't doing, you know, what you thought it was doing, mm-hmm. you could go to her and be like, Hey, I want to be responsible for this section of books. Right. And she'd be like, All right, you've got like a couple of months, do what you want to with it. And if sales go up, keep doing it. And if sales don't, you know, then we'll try somebody else's deposition. Okay. And I picked up the music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The music section. And it had both informational and, like, the songbooks and the documentary – or not documentaries, um, biographies and, you know, all that. Right. And so I would start going around to all the different bookstores in town and seeing what they were carrying in their selection and seeing what people were actually looking at Mm -hmm. and built my two shelving units off of what I was seeing there. And I
2: think
0: I had sales go up. Nice. It was – no, I really enjoyed that job. And the thing I remember about Book World. Uh oh. It opened when I was in high school. Yeah. I was a junior in high school, I think, somewhere in there, sophomore, junior, somewhere in there. You know, we were like, oh, there's a new bookstore. Let's go. You know, we had like Walden, was in the, yeah. the Walden book, you know.
1: Walden's well, was okay. It was, it was all right. It was very
0: corporate. But, yeah. But it was one of those things like, oh, let's go check out. Okay, let's go check out them. First thing we noticed was that um the the magazine section was fairly um open yeah as in you could go over and pick up certain magazines that were like oh look here's naked people you know and i'm not like, i'm not even well, really talking about like playboys and stuff like that i'm talking about yeah. like Oh, wow. This is because you guys carried stuff that, like, Walden wouldn't carry, you know, or whatever. We you know? carried heavy metal. Yeah. And, and you know, or, of... you know, National Lampoon and, yeah. you know, different stuff like that. And it and was a very
1: big magazine section for the time.
0: And so, of course, you know, being teenage boys, yeah. we went in there. And I went to, it's funny, I went to church with this guy that was a private investigator. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna say his name, but um, he's retired. But I'm just, you know, and um, he was a fairly large individual on top of it all. So I'm in there with my friends from school, and we're, you know, we're goofing off and we're looking at these magazines, blah 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 blah. And I'm sitting there, I got this magazine open, I'm looking at it, and all of a sudden, there is right in front of my face a a badge. Yeah. I mean, it's just like sitting also all of a sudden there's like somebody flips open a badge right in front of me. and I'm like, uh, and I hear, Mr. Smith, yeah, yeah, I'm going to need you to come with me. And, I, of course, I'm like, what? And I turn around and it's like, oh, my God. It's like, what are you doing? Now, I know when I was working
1: there, a lot of that stuff had been moved behind the counter. Yeah. yeah. And you had to ask for it.
0: Well, the other thing I was going to say is that Again, being teenage boys, you you figure out that like, oh, the photography tech section has a lot of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you were reading a lot of National uh, yeah. Geographic. No, no, no,
2: no,
0: no, 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 no. We were. It was just like, no, it's a photography books, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, there was you know how to you know. But yeah, and you guys had some nice photography books in there. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who who took care of that section, know. but yeah, but that was a. We that was, also
1: had a huge comic book. Section. Yes, actually,
0: yes, we had I a huge
1: comic book that. selection. That's actually where I bought a Deadpool number one.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I do remember that that you guys did have a really nice comic book yeah. collect, you know, section because I I wound up buying. So I hated to see that place go. I know you. Oh, did, I did,
1: I was working there when it went. Yeah. One of the sales I remember that we used to have is you could buy books by the pound. Oh, and they nice. would they would literally over in the front front right section. Mm-hmm. They always had the discount books and the, the sale books and all that. And they would come in. I think it was twice a year and hang a scale. And you would put Spot all these books there. in the scale. And then there was a list of okay, if it's this many pounds, this is what you pay. Nice, nice. A, And that was that was always a fun. Yeah, setup. that was fun. Um, I well, know there you, was there was some other stuff that we did that I really miss.
0: That was you know, and whole working in the mall. Was, yeah, you know, you get into Christmas and you know just holiday stuff in general, and it's just yeah. the people that come through.
1: Halloween was always fun. Oh yeah, I, I usually ended up having to work Halloween. The and mall, that was back when they
0: would hand out candy. Yeah, and stuff you'd, the, you'd
1: go you go know, out and stand out in front of the store right. and, and hand hand out candy, and people would come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we got to do an episode about malls sometime. <sighs> oh hey, believe me, I, I guarantee you between the two of us, we could yeah we could do an hour without any problems.
1: The, the other thing I enjoyed is on break, I could run down to the food court mm-hmm. and there was a couple of different girls I was flirting with and oh, actually yeah. getting mm-hmm. somewhere with, mm-hmm. or I would run around the corner to Gloria Jeans. Oh, yeah. And that's where my coffee addiction yeah, that was, started. Yeah, and that's,
0: Gloria Jeans is still there, which is cool. Oh, you yeah. Know? But their um, coffee
1: isn't as good as it used to be. No,
0: it's not. But um,
1: That was one of the first places around that you could actually get a cappuccino mm-hmm. or an espresso. Yeah, it's
0: true. Yeah, that was before Starbucks moved into everything. Yeah, you know? uh, and,
1: and burned everything. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I try to stay away from them because they're expensive and they're really high sugar, And that's, yeah. I'm just like, all right. Anyway, uh, well, I worked they, they, in the they, mall for a short amount of time yeah. at a, uh, a, a retail uh, establishment. I'll say it. I worked, uh, at, a hot hot topic. Topic worked at Hot a Topic for a few months. And uh, that only, I like, a few months. It was I was out here at Hickory Hollow, no, wasn't it? Well, I started off there. It was when they opened, they were opening the store over here at Rivergate. Okay. And so that was—it's funny because that's almost twenty years ago. Like that—that that place opened yeah. in April of two thousand.
1: That's where I got all that. my bowling shirts from.
0: Yeah, that's—that's that's at the time when they were. That was the big thing, you know. It was funny because when Hot Topic first broke nationally, it was really a goth store. Yeah, that's I mean, exactly that's, what you know, it was. And then at that time, they had moved into the pop punk whatever, you know, yeah. and so you did, you had a lot of bowling shirts and, you know. Well, they weren't kind of just stuff. bowling
1: shirts, they were Vegas-style right, right. bowling and shirts. The, and and the,
0: uh, not just the bowling shirts, but, like, the work shirts, you know, and yeah. all that kind well, of stuff. Well, they also
1: had, like, the the rave shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. can't believe I'm going to actually admit this. Okay. Um, in one of the American Pie movies, the mm-hmm. one where Stifler has to do the dance-off.
0: American Wedding, Yeah.
1: You know the black and green tribal shirt that he's yep. wearing? You had one? I had one. I had that exact <laughs> stinking shirt. I know, I know. I um, had the exact shirt and when it when it showed up on the movie, I sank down in my seat mm-hmm, so low. Mm-hmm. I was Thank like, oh, I cannot believe I'm Stifler. But
0: I worked I worked at Hot Topic for a few months. Yeah. My manager had uh, had come from another, you know, another state and moved here to, to open the store. She'd been with the company for a while and she had gone to their national, they, every year they would do a, a big thing in LA. That's where they're headquartered out of it. And they would yeah. have like band, like big bands come and play, you know, like, kind of stuff like name bands and stuff. And this was in, it was the end of 99 when she went when they, I think it was in like you know, November or December when they would do this or maybe it was like right after the first of the year or something. I forget what it was. Yeah. And she had this lanyard that had like this picture of Madonna from like the eighties. You know, you've seen it. You know, black and white. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a close up of her face. You know, type stuff. Probably and
1: from the Vogue era.
0: No, it was prior to that. This is really? like no, this was like early Madonna. Stuff. Okay. Right. And um, I you know I was she was just like, oh yeah, you know they handed these out to everybody, you know, in this blah 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 blah, and she told me that the owner <clears throat> came out on stage you know, the last night and basically said. We're getting ready to go move into a new decade. The '80s are going to come back, and we're going to ride that as hard and as fast as we can for the next decade. And now they are an that's what Spencer's. they did. But that's what they did. Yeah. Everything that they did for the next, like for the, through the, the early 2000s, was hey, you remember how cool this was? Hey, you remember how cool this was? I mean, it just marketed that '80s yeah. over and over. And I guarantee you, when Two thousand nine came around, and they had it, they were like, "Hey, the nineties are getting ready to come back around, and we're going to ride that." And they did, yeah. you know. But they they did become a more of a Spencer's type they're, place. They're that, an
1: overpriced, not as cool Spencers yeah. with a lot of Funko right,
0: Pop. Right. For a, their big thing was we want this place to feel like they always they always name check this. We want this place to feel like Empire Records.
1: No, I never felt like that. I know. Empire
0: but Records. that's the whole thing, is that if you remember the movie Empire Records, the whole thing is that they're fighting being taken over by corporate overlords. Yeah. Okay. That is one of the most corporate political places I have ever. Worked in my life. Well, you could tell when you I walked mean, in. Just and
1: because if you didn't fit the template, and I don't. You and
0: that's exactly. Like, I don't care. It's been twenty years. I don't care. Because I never. I never shied away from this whatsoever. They. I don't know what they do now, but at the, but at the time, they legitimately hired people by the way that they looked. Yeah, didn't matter how you know, and and because of that, they wound up they wound up hiring a bunch of people who stole from them yeah. and who let their friends steal from them and, I mean, just on and on. And, I mean, just terrible workers just didn't show up to work or this or that or whatever. They and would, it was all because they, they had a act- certain look that and, they wanted the yeah, place to place Yeah, and those folks
1: like. were just looking for an employee discount yeah, pretty that much, they could you know? use for them and their friends.
0: Whereas yeah, five-finger discount a lot of times. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was a...
1: Whereas you were actually... You know i
0: came from retail you know it's a, i <laughs> you
1: you came from retail and you had a knowledge of the culture that exactly. they were trying to sell in anyway. but you
0: know the thing is is i was just turned 26 yeah. when i went to work work for them and i was way too old to be working there i mean it was one of those things of like i was the oldest person that worked in the store yeah and i mean i was a, you know i was in ma- i wasn't the manager i was one of the assistant managers but it was one of those things everybody else was under 20 I mean, uh, I think Probably my, manager, my manager was 23. The other, the other assistant was somewhere around that age. Yeah. And maybe, maybe even been younger than that. I don't know. 21, 22, but then everybody they hired were teenagers, you know, that was just, and so it was one of those things where it was like, I felt, I, I was just yeah, way fish out of water at this place, you know, and didn't last long. I had conflict with, the, the district manager and yeah. yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where I mean micromanaged to the nth degree of I mean it was terrible working there and I mean <clears throat> terrible and one of the worst jobs I've ever had and that's saying a lot because I've had some bad yeah. jobs. I mean, like I was I was actually in car sales for six months or so. Oh, I remember. And that was miserable. But that was a different type of miserable. Yeah. That was a miserable of I am again, I was I was working for Saturn. Yeah. And this was three years, four years before Saturn went under. And we were already on a sinking ship and everyone knew it. And it was just, it was a terrible work environment. I had a terrible boss that was still trying to do the whole, well, if you guys don't start selling cars, then I'm going to hire more people and make you hungry so you will sell cars. And it's like, we're not selling cars because stupid you're not giving us anything to sell, and we don't have any customers because I mean it, it was just well, that you know
1: that dealership was in a bad location it was, too. It was
0: it, there was a lot of stuff with that one. It was but hard
1: to get in and out it of. Was. It was down a hill off the I know, road. I know there and was no visibility. There
0: wasn't, but it had been there forever. People knew it because of because it had been there since yeah. the beginning. But it was just it was just a terrible work environment. I mean everybody everybody hated there. The salespeople hated working there. The people in the shop hated working there. The uh, you know, the the people who did the um, who did all of the um, like the what is it, the 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 service riders and stuff, yeah. they all hated it. I mean, everybody hated that place. And I mean all the the managers hated it. I mean it was just one of those things where everybody's just kinda like, How long are we gonna stay or are we gonna stick around? Yeah, that's what it came down to, yeah. you know.
1: You know what's funny? Hmm. is the college that I work for, mm-hmm. when well, we went to open one of our campuses, the mm-hmm. first summer I was working there, uh, we built it in an old Saturn dealership
0: yeah. <laughs> because they're they're all out there. I mean, it's uh, they most of them have been taken over yeah, by, by something else, yeah. you know. But yeah, well, that we we dude, literally have we literally
1: have one of our college campuses in an old Saturn dealership that mm-hmm. we retooled to be a small
0: now campus. I know you worked for a paint store for a long time. No,
1: I worked for two different paint stores. I worked for both Sherman Williams and Benjamin Moore. Okay. And luckily I was not on commission because I would not sell a product that I would not. I'm the type that if Mm -hmm. I don't believe in the product, I'm I'm not going to sell it. Exactly. And people, and you know, I'm going to tell them the right way to do it. This is the correct way to do it. Right. And if you don't do it this way, you're probably going to have problems. And, you know, and at the time, paint was such that you needed to do a coat of primer mm-hmm. and you needed to do two coats of paint to get it to look right. Right. And people would be like, I'm just going to do a coat of paint. I was like, don't do it mm-hmm. because you're going to be back in here. And instead of using three gallons, you know, one primer, two right, coats, right. you're going to end up using four or five gallons of paint, you know, to cover the wall and make it look right. And it's, there is nothing like selling a product. To people that already don't want to be there, right? Who, who? <laughs> Car in the, sales. Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, who in their right mind is looking forward to having to paint their house? Nobody, nobody. And then you try to tell them the right way to do it, and they're like, "Well, I don't want to do it that way." Right. And then when they have to come back and look you in the face and and know that you're looking at them, judging them, because I'm now selling you three more gallons of paint because mm-hmm. that one you gallon didn't do it yeah, right the first
0: time. I know. Yeah. I know.
1: And the boss was like, "Oh no, no, sell them, sell them." You know, sell them this. We need. Right. We need to move this. We need to move that.
0: Right. I'd literally look at my
1: boss and be like, Uh, "That product is a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. I've used it myself. I know it's garbage. The reason it's not selling is because it's garbage, and I'm not going to lie and right. sell it. Right. Right. And he would get so hacked off at me. <laughs> now, Sherwin Williams, you know, it's they've got a pretty good line of paint. They're, in my opinion, way overpriced mm-hmm. for what it is. Um, Unless you get start getting into some of the contractor stuff, and, the con- and even then, it, the last time I was in a Sher Williams looking at paint, it was too much. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I, I know this from working for my dad, uh, yeah, doing that. They Sher
1: Williams mm-hmm. really, really thinks highly of their stuff, and, and,
0: it, and honestly, the contractor stuff doesn't cover well at all. It used so to, the, it like, like the
1: Promar 200 stuff yeah. used to cover really well, it, it doesn't anymore. Um,
0: and I say that, I mean, it's it may be that whole primer. Thing to begin with, I would tell you
1: a, right now that when they do their their every quarter sales, mm-hmm. um, the reason there's a sale is because we're having to go through and change all the price tags because they've raised the price of the paint. Oh, fun! <laughs> and they would literally raise the price on the product like every quarter. Oh, okay. yeah, um, it was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I left there to go work for Benjamin Moore, mm-hmm. and it was actually a company owned store. Most Benjamin Moore stores, they you know, it's like an Ace Hardware or something right. like that, mm-hmm. um, they're a dealership. This store was actually owned by the company. Uh, My district manager was actually in Seattle, Washington. Oh, nice! (laughs) And it was it was when I got hired there. It was it was a guy that I had my regular Tuesday night Mm -hmm. um, Star Wars tabletop role playing game. Okay, Um, nerd. It was yeah <laughs> no, I am I, I, it was like it was like a two or three year long mm-hmm. um d twenty game. It was nice. a lot of fun, but it was every Tuesday night. He always made sure to schedule me, you know, so I got off early so I right. could be at the house in time for dinner nice. you know, for the, so it was me and him and another guy that was the manager
2: mm-hmm.
1: um head sales guy who was okay, but he was sales guy right, right. and then we had a gentleman there by the name of Mr. Mack who had already retired, he had been a, um, shoe dye maker for Genesco. Okay. Um, you know, if you get shoe polish now, mm-hmm. uh, that Genesco white, right. He actually invented that. Oh, okay. that was his yeah. Genesco white was his invention. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went from that to doing, um, hand painting, signs for like stores and stuff the, the way they used to right and when he came out of retirement he started matching paint for benjamin moore and he was 75 years old and had had uh his corneas replaced in both eyes oh wow and the guy had a sharper vision than anybody i knew probably and this guy could he'd been doing color matching for so long he could look at a color and go Put this and this and this in it, shake it up, and you should be within a tweak or two of it. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, he was either right on it or you only had to put a drop or two of something else okay. in it. I mean, just by looking at right. it, it was crazy. And then all of a sudden, um, the guy who hired me uh, packed up and went back to Atlanta. Okay. And I forget what the reason was, but I think it was family or something. And then that manager left and they hired a new manager.
0: Mm-hmm. Which yeah. and <laughs> and that's when it all started going to hell, didn't it? <laughs> that
1: that manager was wasn't much older than me and right. was lazy and he would just go back and sit in the office and mm-hmm. leave everything up to me and Mr. Mac. That guy got fired and they brought in a new manager. And he was he was different. Okay. And then one day I came in and somebody goes, and he was driving the company van, the delivery van okay. for his personal vehicle. Like he would drive it home mm-hmm. and then drive it back to work. And then if I, you know, when he got ready to go home, be it at like one or two o'clock, you know, he'd drive the company van home. And then I couldn't make deliveries, oh, you know, after wow. a certain amount of okay. time. This is the, this is the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've had to train both of them on what the job. I'm already handling all the paperwork. I'm handling, you know. And that's
0: always fun when you have to like hire. You have to train your ball. Yeah, your you know future balls. I'm already doing
1: accounts payable. I'm Mm -hmm. doing accounts receivable. I'm actually handling the payroll and calling it into the the district office. You know, for all the payroll stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm handling all the, and then all of a sudden one of the contractors comes in and goes, "Hey, I saw your van up at the police department." Okay. At the police department, he goes, "Yeah, it was it was parked out front."
0: Okay, it's
1: like okay. Um, so I call up the police department. I go, uh, "This is so and so with Benjamin." Moore. And somebody said they saw our delivery van up there. Is it you know? Is there something going on? He goes, uh, "You should probably come up here and collect it." Oh no, <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, so I go up to the police, and they're like, "You know, here's you know." Um, he has been arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to get into why he right. was arrested. Right, he just, he's arrested, okay. Um, so I collect the van. I go, well, he also had a company phone that was on him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we need that back. And they're like, well, you'll have to go up to the um, Sumner County Sheriff's Department to collect all that because all of his belongings were on him right. when he got transferred. Right. Great. So I go back to the store. I tell Mr. Mack what's going on, mm-hmm. and I call a locksmith to start the process of changing the locks Mm -hmm. on all the doors of the building. And I drive up to the sheriff's department, identify myself, I work here, uh, he has property that belongs to the building, I need that back. Right. And get the company phone and the keys and, you know, all that. Right, right. And I go back to the store just in time for the locksmith to be finishing up, changing the locks, and I pay him out of petty cash Mm -hmm. from the till and go back the office to call my district manager and the phone rings it's the district manager all right in a panic okay hey uh you know no no wait no um mr mack told me that some somebody from one of the news channels had called oh no and i knew that he was also on the board for hendersonville city parks (laughs) and so when they called again i was like uh, no, I can't comment. Yeah, on. no
0: comments whatsoever. I can't, I can't
1: comment mm-hmm. on um, his status with the company, but I can tell you that he was also on the board at uh, Hendersonville City Parks. Would you like to talk to them? You might hear their phone number. Oh, wow. And they immediately hung up on me and forgot about us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel bad for Hendersonville City Parks because I, I sick <laughs> <laughs> I, I the news media on them to, to divert. Right, right. Um and then I, the district manager calls like, hey, I need you to do that's like done. This mm-hmm. is done, this is done, already this is done. done. I've already yep. fired him, he's gone.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: he was like, wow, I guess we need to find you a new manager.
0: <laughs> after everything you've done. So after everything I've done right. and handled the press
1: for you, you're right. not gonna offer me the position find, of- Find a but, new manager, yeah. Yeah, and then like three months later, they made me responsible for actually closing up the store and shutting it down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, they had me remodel the store first. Right. And then three months later. Like, I had to paint the entire inside of the store myself. Wow. Um, at, after hours. Right. And then
0: three months later, they made they me. They shut down the store. They shut down the store. Right. And
1: they made nice. me responsible for right. packing up the product and shipping it out and shutting down the store.
0: Right. You had to love th- Love that kind of stuff. That's, yeah. <laughs> now, I nice, will, Nice. how do you do? You know? I will
1: say this. A district manager did take care of me. He actually gave me way more severance mm-hmm. than what would have been normal. He right. actually let me keep my insurance for longer
0: than well, what that's would have nice. been normal. Yeah. So. That's still, that still sucks. Yeah. I have, man, I can no Now, lo- I
1: will say this. Ben, if you're going to paint a room a really dark color, mm-hmm go to Benjamin Moore and get the dark color made in the best Benjamin Moore paint that you can have it made in. Okay. Because if you do a primer, you can almost get away. If you, if you get a primer and have them put a little black in it, Mm -hmm. so it grays it up some, you can probably get away with two, maybe three coats Mm -hmm. of that really dark color because Benjamin Moore's best paint in the dark, dark colors Covers better than anything I've seen in my life.
0: I found out the hard way that dark colors.
1: They don't cover. No, they don't. But Benjamin Moore's <laughs> will. I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Yeah. Benjamin Moore's will. Okay. Um, I've The dark green that's mm-hmm. around the fireplace at my house. Right. That was primer and two coats of Benjamin Moore. Oh, okay. Cool.
0: I, I can look back on my job history. Yeah. And just the amount of... Companies that I've worked for that are no longer in business is staggering, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even joking about that. Yeah, I mean, some of it, maybe not the full company, went out of business, but the stores that I worked at went out of business. Yeah, you know that type of thing. Um, oh, that that that
1: goes back to one of my other jobs. I mm-hmm. worked for Acme Boot Outlet oh, over wow. in Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and you know we were. That was interesting because I actually had to buy Western wear mm-hmm. to wear in there. <laughs> like, I had to buy – like, I had the the old cowboy shirts where it was just like, you know, it was, oh, yeah, it was know, pull yeah, over and yeah. it had the three buttons, right? And, you know. right? And, uh, what was it, Wallmaker? I think they were Wallmaker shirts. Yeah. And, honestly, they were some of the more comfortable shirts I've ever had in my <laughs> life. And yeah. even to this day, I still wear cowboy boots, you know, because right. if you get a good pair and you break oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we were selling – Acme Boot Alley was actually where the stars would come over and go shopping. Right. right. Because they they knew it was out of the way. They knew we weren't going to treat them like stars. Right. And, you know, they didn't we have to. going to have a whole lot of people yeah, ask for autographs exactly. and stuff.
0: Yeah, um, so. Oh, what
1: was the country, what's the, what was the female country music star that was also a lesbian that. Um, Katie Lang. Katie Lang mm-hmm. uh, came in the store one night and was looking, it was late. We were probably closing in like a half mm-hmm. an hour. And we were slow. She was the only one in there. Yeah. She came in and she was like looking around and I was like, can we help you with anything? She's like, no, nah, just, I got a new check and I'm thinking about getting some new boots. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, if you need anything, Miss Lang, just let us know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, mm-hmm. you got me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't worry. We're not <laughs> no, going to bother it's, you. It's good. Just, it's, just yeah, do what you got to do. Um, Dan Seals came in there one night. Yeah. And he, we didn't even recognize him. And he pulled out a handful of pocket, and he had a bunch of um, uh, foreign coins. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some Japanese stuff, and I recognized I was like to Oh, my dad's, my dad's yeah. got some of that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I do a little traveling for work. I was like, yeah, my dad has too. He, and he, we were sitting there talking. I was like, so what do you do? And we had a picture of Dan Seals hanging right by the counter, <laughs> but he didn't look anything oh, like yeah, himself. Yeah. Hmm. And he goes, well, I kind of look like that rascal right there in that picture, don't I? i was like
0: oh oh <laughs> you're
1: dan seals i was like can i ask a favor?" i said i never do this my father is a huge fan of yours and mm-hmm. he was he mm-hmm. loved dan seals i was like could i ask for your autograph for him mm-hmm. and he goes what's your dad's name i said larry he goes okay what's your name
2: mm-hmm.
1: david you know he was making sure that right, I wasn't right getting right, it right and he was he was really super nice mm-hmm. really friendly and did an autograph that i took home to dad and dad we were going through some of Dad's stuff and I found he had it, um, Still tucked, had it. Yeah. tucked away
2: That's in nice. some of his stuff. Yeah.
0: So Yeah, that uh, when I worked my Web, last one I'm gonna talk about here. Web is, Wilder
1: came in there one night Oh yeah. And I wow, had just wow. I had just seen him like the night before at yeah. the show and he came in and I was like, Great show last night and he was like, Oh, you were there? Yeah. And he immediately <laughs> grabbed me and he was like, Great, you're gonna
0: go shopping with me. Oh nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked at um I worked for a movie gallery for a uh, year. the video store. Oh my goodness! Where to even begin with this? Well, one? the creeper back room. Well, yeah, we had an adult room. I have some great, great stories uh, working in that place um, that that deal with that adult room that uh, I probably no, cannot no, tell no, this. You can't tell. Let's <laughs> because, just, because let's just say one that the...
1: every stereotype oh, is mean, exactly right. It,
0: it's it, and I'm not even like I wouldn't even. You know, there's nothing like dirty about the stories or anything it's just the people dealing oh yeah. that you had to deal with with that you know was like oh great here we go you know type stuff and, and working with in video rental people are always trying to get out of late fees oh, one yeah. way or another and um yeah that 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 back room if, if i could have gotten rid of it I would have but they made a lot of money off of it and they weren't about to do it um yeah (laughs) working for movie gallery I learned how not to run a company I mean just it was a mess okay at the time this was in 98-99 when I worked there yeah Blockbuster and Hollywood Video were one A and one B, mm-hmm. like they were the big dogs. And, oh yeah, and, and I mean it was it was neck and neck of who was in. I had one memberships of, at both. I did too. Everybody else was a distant third. Yeah, I mean everybody else. You know, Movie Gallery wanted to think that they were third on that list, but they weren't because there was Hastings, which was was you know a lot of a lot of it was regional. Yeah, you know, and Movie Gallery's mod our business. Uh, model model was to go into some place and buy up all the mom and pop shops that they could, and then just turn them into movie galleries. Gotcha. They didn't. They didn't. They very rarely went in and opened a new store. Yeah. Um, and that's what the one that I worked at had been owned, you know, by a local, you know, uh, family, and it was bought out. <clears throat> and you know, that's the whole deal. Yeah. So it, it was one of those things that. Even though it was movie gallery, it still retained the name the video place, which is what it was called. And when you saw that with a lot of Yeah, because know, they didn't want to lose the loyalty exactly, of the locals. Exactly, but it was but it but you would go and all the all of the branding on the inside the store was movie gallery. Yep. But on the outside it still said whatever, you know, that place was. You yeah. know that, that was the video place where I worked. And <laughs> my goodness, man. I saw them spend millions of dollars on promotions that never went anywhere or yep. were pulled after a couple of days or, I mean, just any number of things. And it was just kind of one of those, like, you know, you think, okay, I'm going to go work for a video store and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun. I get to talk about movies and, I, you know, people come in and ask me. opinions. You think you're going to be doing clerks. And let me tell you, let me tell you, I lived clerks every day. Oh yeah, in that place of people would would come in and say. I mean, look, there is that line in in clerks where you know it shows the guys like, "Hey, do you have that movie with that guy that came out last year?" Yeah, I would hear that legitimately sometimes. Oh yeah, of that's I need more it, information than that. That's you know, why I made it in the movie because, know, because it's tr- know, It's funny because it's true. And and you know sometimes it was fun. Yeah, I mean, there really were some times I really enjoyed working there. Yeah. There were days that I would have rather taken a bullet to the head than walk into that store. I worked every major holiday. Yeah. I mean, everyone. Christmas. I, I opened that damn store on Christmas Day at Ooh. noon. Yeah. I mean, just it. I, I worked Christmas. I worked Thanksgiving. I worked New Year's. I worked Easter. I worked, I mean, Fourth of July. I worked you know, Labor Day. I, I mean, every. Halloween. Yeah, cuz shut it down. Every I worked every single one of those play, <laughs> those stupid holidays. And then of course, you know, it was one of those things that we weren't paying anybody anything yeah. to work there. And so the, the yeah, turnover rate, yeah, so the turnover rate was terrible. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, you would hire a, a third key and they would just not show up one day. Yeah. And (laughs) I mean, it just, you're working an open and now all of a sudden I'm getting a phone call. Hey, I need you to, you know, you need to come Mm -hmm. because the, the, the suck thing about it is that the, the district and regional offices were downstairs of my store. Oh, So, yeah. So it was one of those things that I had both of those. And so anytime that someone would come into town, like any of the VPs would come into town, they came straight through my store and yeah, I mean straight through it. That's true. It was oh, it was, oh my God, it was terrible. And nothing
1: like being store number one.
0: Oh, it it was it was horrible.
1: That's the thing about working at that Sherwin Williams in Madison. Yeah. Because every year Sherwin Williams had their nationwide convention out at the Opryland Hotel, Mm, mm. and so everybody came into town. Everybody came into town, (laughs) and we were the closest store to the convention. You're right. And they would. You know, we would be closing up on a Friday night, and we would have a half dozen folks show up from the convention. Hey, we're trying to set up our booth, and we didn't get the product that we were promised, and we need to steal it from the store. And so they would come in, we would lock the doors, and then we would load up a van Mm -hmm. full of whatever, and they would have to sign the paperwork. that we took this product, and they would half empty us out.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it just I
1: remember there was one group that came through that was cooler than all the rest, because after they came through, they're like, hey, um, we appreciate your help. We know we kept you way over. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going downtown to eat. If you'll recommend a place and then come down and meet us, we'll buy you dinner. And so I was like, "Okay, Market Mm -hmm. Street Pub, Mm -hmm. downtown on Second Avenue. It's down in the middle of everything Um, that that's where I like going when I'm downtown. Right. And they were like, cool. Meet us there at eight o'clock. And we went in, and they didn't just buy dinner. They bought dinner.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. And
1: then they were like wanting me to go out with them, mm-hmm. you know, later on. It's like, I, I can't. Wait,
0: I, I'm not a going out type person. <laughs> no, it was one you of those. To work the next day, too, you know? A,
1: <laughs> no, uh, I can't remember if I have to work the next day or not, but, you know, at least they were cool enough to go, right. hey, we
0: messed you over. Let me buy you dinner. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a couple. I, I know we're, we're like really running late and long on this one, but uh, I have a couple of stories about the video place. I'm working for a Movie Gallery. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was working there when Titanic hit home video. Oh, no. And they used to send these tape loops for us to play in the store. Like we weren't allowed to play anything. We couldn't play movies. We couldn't play. They would send, they were basically advertising. Yeah. You know, they would be like two hours long or whatever. We would usually have two of them. You play one. When it ran out, you put the other one in and you're around the other one. And then whenever that would run out, you'd put that yeah. one you know, in. That. So I'll never forget this as long as I live. Titanic came to home video. Yeah. Because this is VHS. This is before DVD. Okay. <laughs> came to home video on September 1st, 1999. Yeah. No, 1998. Sorry. 1998. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Because. Starting in June, oh no, oh no! They started running ads for that on this thing, and there were two different ones. Okay, there was one of them, and all of them had Selena. It did. They both of them had near, yeah, far, exactly. So the one of them, one of the tapes, actually played that music video. Yeah it was on there like twice so i basically in a 2 hour period i would hear that yeah but there was also another smaller ad for titanic on there that ran multiple multiple times on both ads yeah. on both on both on cassettes or you know video cassettes that was basically the end of that video Whenever she does the, when she gets the big, you know, the big dramatic, you're here, there's nothing. You know, like yeah. the real big, you know. If you remember that music video, she's doing that last, that little, Ooh, you yeah. know, and out the end of it. And it's showing Titanic sailing off into the sunset. You know, like that's, yeah. you know, since 1998, any time that I hear that song. When it comes to the end of that, Inmediate. in my mind, I hear Titanic sailing home to uh, our sailing to home video, September 1st, order yours today. Yeah. I mean, it, I heard that so many times and what was what sucked about it, <clears throat> it came out September 1st. Yeah. That ad was on the next two that came out as well Oh, because they were still trying to sell those. And we, we would do pre-orders for them. I mean, we had. We sold a ton of those. Okay, that people forget how big of a movie that was. Okay, it, it that was a huge. That was well, it was the biggest grossing movie of all time until Avatar came along, and then yeah. and then Avengers: Endgame just recently, you know, took that. Yeah. Now, granted, I know in, for inflation, it's it will always be Gone with the Wind, but. Yeah. It, it was still one of those things where it was like, okay, this this was a huge thing, you know? I remember when that movie came out. I wanted too. I mean, and I did not want to see it. I we, did not, and I wound up going to see it, and I wound up seeing it a bunch of times in the theater because I actually fell into liking it quite a bit. Yeah.
1: So. We weren't going to see it, but I don't know if you— Indian Lake Movie Theater. Oh, yeah. Which the is old no, one. Which is no longer
0: the <laughs> it's which, <a> church now. <laughs> which is funny
1: because we had just moved to town and they were doing the ribbon cutting on it, and I was in the band and we had to go up and mm. play for the ribbon cutting, and then we got free unlimited movies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, and then I remember when it shut down. But yeah. They had the ramp that would go up where you would split off to go back to all the movies when mm. they had a huge Titanic display, display right. right there. And it, on either side of it were the doors going into mm-hmm. the main theater where Titanic was. And we were going back to our movie and there was three or four of us. And that movie had just let out. And it was a bunch of these the, this older folks, mm-hmm. um, Coming out of the movie theater, and just we went back. One of my buddies looks at another one, goes, You know, this the boat sinks at that movie. right, <laughs> and, and he goes, Oh my gosh, why did you tell me? and just threw this huge fit like he had no idea the boat sank. And all these old people are looking at him like he's crazy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy.
0: Well, you know that's but anyway, there's that, and then as if you remember going to video stores. Yeah. they would usually have some kind of promotion of, they would have like a gumball machine up front or something, you know, and like yeah. some of the gumballs would have like um a clear plastic like tin foil ball. on them or something, yeah. you know, and like if you, if you got one of those, then you get a free movie rental, you know, and yeah. it's kind of, you know, those giveaways. So we had that, we had that gumball, you know, with the, yeah. with the and I would refill it from time to time, you know, I and mean, we would select ones, okay, we're going to put, the tinfoil on this and throw it in, you know, and then people get it. You're just like, okay, well bring it to me and I'll give you a voucher for, you know, don't just walk around the tinfoil because you could have brought that from anywhere, you know, bring it to me. I'll give you a voucher for, you know, whatever. Usually they would use it that day more than anything. Yeah, you you very rarely would see somebody like, oh, can I use, you know, use this later, you know, um, we even got to the point where we just put it on their account where it's like, Hey, they get a free rental, you know, at, at some point. So, In doing that, if you got one of those, whenever you redeemed it, you had to sign the receipt. Like we had they would print two receipts and you would have to sign saying that you and then we would staple that yeah, you know, the the voucher or the the tinfoil or whatever it was to to that. And then we kept all that because this was pre everything digital age and so you know, we actually had paperwork. And we had this room back off to the the side of of the store that had like boxes and boxes of this paperwork. And they would say like August 1997 or, you know, whatever on the side. And that's where all that paperwork went into.
1: Which you had to keep for
0: seven years. Yeah, exactly. For IRS-issue purposes. So one night I'm working and I was the only one there. And then my, and it was a Friday night. Yeah. Friday nights starting about four o'clock in the afternoon, four thirty, oh, five nuts. o'clock, would get nuts because people were coming in. And, you know they're going to get something to watch for the weekend. Yeah, and Friday nights more than Saturday. I mean Saturdays you would, it would be busy, but you, Friday you were nights loading up were, for the weekend. You oh, were absolutely, three or four, absolutely. Because the thing is, is it was you know you would get on the new releases you would you could get two days. Yeah, but on the regular ones you get five days, yeah. like on the you know the just the the cat the back catalog stuff. So, this I'll never forget this as, as long as I live. This couple comes in, and uh, they come up, and they're they're and, and I'm, I'm I'm talking like lines down the middle of the store. There's just me and Anthony was the other guy that he came in. You know, and it was yeah. it was just the two of us that are there. You know, on on the, on this this Friday, and matter of fact, I'm staying over because I was supposed to have left. You know, or but but we were just so busy. It was like, I can't do that. You know, I, I'm, I'm not just going to take off. Yeah. Um, because there was someone else who was supposed to come in, but,
1: uh, flaked on you.
0: No, she was there, but it was, it was faster for me to <clears throat> get this down to a yeah. something, you know, but while she was putting videos out or, you know, helping people or whatever, you know? So I'm on one register, Anthony's on the other, and we're going through, you know, we're trying to get people through as fast as possible and everything. So this couple comes up and, um, so I pull up their account, you know, you hand me your card, I scan it, you know, whatever, I pull up their account and they've got a late fee, Yeah. which is something that happens all the time. And that stuff would stay on there until somebody paid it off, you know? And it was, it was also one of those things is like, until you pay it, you can't rent anything. Yeah. And so I look, I'm look. i like, Hey, you guys have a late fee on here. And, and they both kind of had a puzzled look on their face, you know? And, and the, the woman was doing most of the talking here. Yeah. And she, she's like, "What? Why, why would there be a late fee? Because we haven't rented here in a while, you know, and that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, you've got something on here. And she's like, well, what is it? And I was like, I can't tell you. She's like, what do you mean you can't tell me? I was like, well, I don't have a title. She's like, well, why don't you have a title? I was like, because... When you rent an I did this say but when you would rent an adult video it would just say adult video it wouldn't have the title in it because a lot of times those titles were pretty vulgar you oh, know yeah. type. so they they would just say adult video you yeah know? and I was like because it was an adult video of course there's people here everywhere and she's like what do you mean there's an adult video rented on this I'm like yes ma'am there was an adult video and I told her you know what the date was you know and said it was returned late and you know so there's a fee on here she's like well that can't be because you know we would never rent anything like that you know and just going on and, on and her husband's standing right there and he's he's really like on this as well you know and even starting to like yeah and and i'm like but ma'am, i can't you know this is i can't take this i mean that someone rented this on your account yeah well, it wasn't me, and I know it wasn't my husband, you know, and this and that, and blah. blah. She's like, "When was it? When was it rented again?" And I told her the date. And she's like, "See, I w- I was out of town when that happened. I don't know how that could have how that could have gotten on there." And of course, in my head, I'm putting together: you were out of town, your husband was still in town, and he rented this thing on your on the account, is what yeah. it is, you know. And I'm looking at him, and I'm mm-hmm. and really and truly, the whole time I'm looking at him, I'm like, kind of giving the dude, if you'll just give me the. The, the head shake or something you know to like i'll help you out here you yeah know? but he had doubled down um oh no this isn't happening you know and i was just like well i was like she was like when what you know who who rented it and i was like well it, it won't doesn't tell me who rents it here she was like well how was it paid for i was like well you know actually it was paid for by uh um one of our free, you know, our vouchers and the tenfold, you know, the ten things. She's like, well, I don't know, it must have been somebody else using my account. I want that taken off there, and you know, because there's no, I wouldn't do blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what, give me just a second.
1: You went back and pulled the record. I went
0: back and pulled, and I did. I I went back there, and I'm like, all right, I I know it's in this box, you know, so I'm going through blah, 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 Yep, pull it out. It's got a signature on there yeah. and everything. And so I come walking back. I'm like, I'm sorry it took so long. She's like, well, I just I just don't understand this because this is blah, 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 blah. Well, here's
1: who signed for and your I movie. And I said,
0: do you recognize this signature? And she looks at it and immediately gives her husband a death stare. <laughs> followed by... A string of, I am so sorry, we'll pay for this. We'll get this taken care of. I mean, just, <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, if you, if he had just given me the, don't, you know, the, the yeah, the other, the, <laughs> I but it was what well, he had doubled down on this didn't happen. I don't know. You know, and that's the whole thing. She was out of town. Yeah. He came in to rent something and got that thing. Oh, well, Hey, I can use this to get an adult video and you never know <laughs> uh, i have your, so
1: your sins, many stories your sins always come back to find you
0: i have so many stories of that of that ilk of of stuff that dealt with that room and those movies yeah. of you know we had a policy that you can't that whoever is the primary um Person on the account, yeah, is the only one that could get information off of it, right? So, like, if you're an, if you, if at the top of the account it said Dave, yeah, oh, sorry, if it said Big Dave, <laughs> I'll take that out. <laughs> if at the top of the account it said Big Dave, yeah, and then your wife's name is under there as the secondary, yeah, it's you would be the only one that could get information off of it. She couldn't come in and get it. Yeah. Even though she's your wife, you know, and all that kind of stuff. That's just the way it is. So I had multiple times of wives calling and wanting a a full printout of what had been rented. And I'm like, what's the account number? And I pulled up, I'm like, you're not the primary person on this. I can't give you that. And then they would be like, well, I don't understand why not because, you know, I'm, you know, Who's the and I tell them the name I'm like, well, that's my husband and, and so I should be able to get this I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. If you want to take it up with corporate, I'll give you the number. Yeah. But they're gonna tell you the same thing, you know, I mean, that kind of stuff. One time I got that phone call. Now, I wouldn't a phone call. I had woman came in,
1: okay,
0: handed me her card, and said, I want a complete report of what's been rented in the last month. Yeah. And her name was primary, and I saw everything that was on there. And I was like, ma'am, are you sure you want this? She said, oh, I'm positive. I want this. And so I ran the report and handed it off to her and said, good luck. <laughs> and, oh, wow. <laughs> that kind of stuff happened all somebody, the time. Somebody had a bad oh, time that man, night. man, yeah. And, I mean, it was just uh, – I had this woman that worked for me that was – she was in her mid-40s, you know. she's around my parents' age at the time, you yeah, know, and uh, yeah, yeah. and she was Bev. I loved Bev, man. She was great. She used to – she would make um, – um, she had a son who was younger than – a few years younger than me, you know. And uh, – but she would cook, and she would call me like, hey, I'm cooking, you know, whatever. You want me to bring some bring up there later? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, man. She – man, some of the best food I've ever had. Nice. Home, I mean, she made, she made these – uh she made these. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, turnip greens. Oh. And she would go and, like, she wouldn't just go to the store. And get, she'd go to, like, the farmer's market and get yeah. them and boil them down, you know, that kind of stuff. But put a little she bit would, of
1: pork fat in there.
0: she put brown sugar in them. Oh.
1: Oh, that's different.
0: Some of the best tasting stuff I've ever had in my life. I was always like, I would ask her, I was like, Are, are you making the, the, the turnip greens? Oh, yeah, I'll bring this. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'd make homemade coleslaw, the best stuff I've ever had. Oh, I mean, just, I yeah. Of course. Anyway, but it was funny because she would, she did not like the adult room. And I yeah. understand why, you know, I mean, for, for multiple reasons, oh. you know. Yeah. But it was funny because like she would always talk about, yeah, anytime I go back there, you know, I open the door and if there's somebody in there, they all have that look on their face, like, like their mom just walked in on them or something, you know? Yeah. So like, sometimes I'd be like, yeah, all that stuff's gotta go, you know, because we had a monitor underneath the-, the Yeah, so you could so watch you could your you watch to make sure, you know, make sure nobody's stealing, make sure nothing's happening back there yeah. because, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so a lot of times at the end of the evening, you know, we would have to take, Restock, you know what, what had come back in, and and I would just let them kind of pile up until the end of the evening, and so I, and I would usually go back. I would yeah. usually try not to, but sometimes <laughs> I would, and I would usually look to see if there was anybody back there. Yeah, and most of the time I'd make sure that there was no one there, and then like, okay, Bev, you know, we look at it. it's like, okay, there's nobody. You can go put those in. You know, no yeah. Big deal. Sometimes I would get a little
1: mischievous.
0: Yeah, it depends on how my day went, you know, types thing. Yeah. And if there were several men in there, oh, I would send Bev in. Just for the sheer joy of getting to sit back and watch that monitor and watch them like <laughs> scatter because they would. It, it never failed. It, very rarely would anybody stay in there when she would come when she would walk in. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things. She'd come in and start putting stuff up, and people would leave. <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> no, I can't have
1: you know what kind of deviant I am.
0: Now, one time I was in a mood. uh Oh, here we go. And I went in and. <laughs> I walked in and I and it wasn't it wasn't like I, I walked in with, you know, the intent of making this person feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It just happened naturally which made it even better. Of I walked in and I started putting them up, you know, and this guy is like nervous. I mean, he's like yeah. middle aged guy, you know, kinda of balding glasses, you know. I've never I can still see his face to this day, you know. <laughs> you know it looked like he maybe had been off work for, you know, a couple yeah. hours or something, you know, and and so I'm I bet like, the wife was out of town, probably. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm in there and I'm putting, I'm, putting them, I'm like, blah blah blah. And this guy, like, it was funny because it was a little small little room, you know, that just, you know, four walls and, and but there was also a shelf in the middle of the, the okay. of the room, you know, that you could put like that's where our new releases were on, you know, like new stuff that we'd gotten in, you know, would go there before it made it onto the the, the back catalog okay. walls, you know. So I walked in. And I didn't know that I had an audience until later. Okay. So I'm I'm in, and we had, like, when you came into the room, if you went clockwise around the room, it was mainly hetero porn all the way around until you got all the way back around almost to the door. And then we had a smallish section of gay porn that was there, you know? Okay. And so, it was always funny to see people kind of walk, make like, their way around the room and then all of a sudden get into that and then they like freaked out, you know, like as they're leaving like all of a sudden I got to walk past the, you know, and like, yeah.
2: so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm putting up stuff and this guy's, and he's like really acting nervous, you know, like, I, like, I'm like, hey, excuse me, you know, I'm trying to put something up and he's just kind of like giving me the, what, you know, type thing, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have so much fun with this dude, you know. So it was like, he like, he like, he like walked to the like the, the, the corner, you know, like away from, like all the way down the wall. Yeah. And of course, I'm making my way down there, so I'm putting up more of it, you know. And, and every time I get close to him, he'd take two or three steps, you know. And uh so he was coming around, and like he's coming around to the, the gay section. Okay. <laughs> so. I did something spur of the moment that if I had planned it out, I couldn't have planned it out any better. I just went back around the other <laughs> way to where to get to the door, he basically had to come through me Yeah. type thing. And I had some of that porn that had to go up, you know? And so he's kind of like, I, I can see him kind of like doing this. I really want to go past, but I, I don't want to, I don't cuz he's just so nervous like being in the thing you know
2: <laughs> this up.
0: and I'm like okay and I grabbed one of the one of the because uh, what we what we do like like most of the video places where we would take the uh, um, the carton that it came in and shrink wrap it and it would sit there and then like the actual videotape would be in a plastic Container Kids. behind it, yeah. so that's how you knew if it was if it was there or not, you know. So I grabbed the carton that had been shrunk had been shrink wrapped, and I'm like, um, I'm like, hey man. And he's like, hey, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of like really. I was like, I was like, uh, you ever watch any of this stuff? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and he looked at. Me, he's like, no, 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 I'm like, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Like, hey, I, I was like, I'm straight. It's cool. But I'm just saying that if you ever are into this stuff, this this is actually really good, even for a straight guy. Like this is like really good stuff to watch. Like you would be amazed some of the stuff they're doing here. Oh no! Oh no! Oh my god! He legit. Oh, I'm not joking, Dave. If you if you're looking like I said, you know, you go back around like clockwise. Ran counterclockwise around that room to get out to the get door. out the door, even though all he had to do was go like two feet past me. To I, I, would, <laughs> I think I would have uh, run from you. I may run from you now. So I'm I'm dying. I mean I'm yeah. dying laughing. I come walking Damn. out and I get back up to the front and Belle's sitting there and she's like, "What did you do to that guy?" <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, he just like bolted out of here like straight through. <laughs> didn't I mean didn't what? and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, Don't give me that. I was watching you on the monitor. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm I'm just like almost doubled over laughing oh, in this yeah. whole situation. And he <laughs> bet that guy never went back in. Oh, there I never again. saw him again. I don't You he you, you may have saved him from a life know. of addiction. But it was just it, that sometimes like I said, I would be in a mood, and something like that would happen. And uh, uh, I have another story that I would tell, but I would have to uh, get a little blue on it. Because, no, just leave it yeah. On. But it, it dealt with uh, calling uh, about late videos yeah. and an answering machine that that.
1: Oh no, and reading off the titles.
0: Uh, we were not supposed to do that on adult titles. We were just supposed to say adult titles. Yeah. But when their answering machine picked up, it was playing gospel music, and she was quoting scripture on it. And so I was really, I was particularly hung over that day and in a grumpy mood. And so I just flirted all of them out on the answering machines. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to go down front that Sunday. <laughs> they should have been going down front that Sunday anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that was. Uh, yeah <laughs> I miss work at the video place sometimes uh I, here's here's the nice capper on that. movie gallery, who was always a distant third yeah in the pack somewhere distant third, you know in 2006 wound up buying block or um, Hollywood video.
1: Oh, that's why they went under
0: Hollywood video was um filed for bankruptcy because they were more than $50 million in debt. No, no, they were over $100 million in debt. Movie Gallery was like, we get to be number yeah. 1A or 1B now, and went and bought them but assumed all of that debt in the process the way that the court filing was. Yeah. And they were out of business within two years. Yeah. All of them. Which really Hollywood made it be because
1: gone. movie always were all gone. Hollywood Everything. Video was my go to. Blockbuster came out first. Right. And Hollywood was. They got a little, they got, they got a little rundown and then Hollywood showed right, up. And right. And dude, we were always oh, in yeah. Hollywood.
0: But that was, but that was the capper on, on, yeah. you know, I left that store. I left there. And went to another really bad job where I was working in the mall out at Bellevue Center when that was still there. Yeah, working in a shoe store and it was terrible. As a matter of fact, that company went, up, went oh, out of so business. Oh, we, so eventually. we've both done the yeah. Al Bundy thing, and that—that's—that's that's another company I worked for that was out of business within a couple of years. What was the name of it? Uh, you remember? Tracking Trail. Uh, they were. Yeah. They were. There was them and several other that were like all you know, under one umbrella, and that entire company went out of business. A few years after that, and then um, that, then I went on to um, CD warehouse. After that, so it was kind of it was kind of fun that within a year I worked in a video store and a record store, you know. So it was yeah. But the
1: the PBS station is really kind of the only cool job I've mm -hmm. had. You know that was that was fun. All the rest of them were kind of boring.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I did you know I did catering. I've worked in multiple restaurants. I sold
1: cowboy boots and cowboy yeah. hats. I had my
0: butt grabbed by an old
1: woman oh, there you at one point working at uh, the Maybe the one
0: Acme. day maybe one day I'll tell some uh, lift uh, some lift stories driving for them. Uh, so. <laughs> no, we
1: in part of that um, Acme Boot outlet we mm-hmm. had a huge hat selection. And yeah. the hats would go all the way to the ceiling and the only way to get to some of them was to get on a step stool and then use this pole mm-hmm. to actually get the hat down. And this little lady came in with her husband and all that, and they were looking at hats. And she, I was helping them, and at one point she goes, "What about that hat? Where?" At the up very there? top, of course. And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, hang on." Let yeah. me, and I get up on the step stool, and I'm I'm stretched out, and I'm getting the pole up underneath the hat. And next thing I know, she has double-handed <laughs> <laughs> grabbed my butt, <laughs> and she was like, mm, "That's firm." <laughs> and her husband went, "What?" And she was like, "Nothing." Yep. I yep. was like, I, I I was violated. Yeah,
0: yeah. So <laughs> good times. So. Uh. <laughs> well, we are just almost at two hours now. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be some editing. Oh yeah, there's going to be some. But yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're we'll definitely going to try to get this down for. But you've got uh, to at least one naughty word. <laughs> ah yeah, well, but it's yeah, man. You know, it, it's funny because I look back on a lot of the of the jobs that I've had over the years, and some of them I really enjoyed. Some yep. of them I look back on and I'm just like, oh God, this place was terrible. Like yeah. I that was like one of the lowest part points of my life was working Saturn. Yeah. Saturn comes to mind. And <laughs> yeah, and, and hot topic both. <clears throat> but it's it, it's still one of those things where I have so many great memories, especially associated with CD Warehouse. Yeah. You know, and this is twenty years. Later, oh,
1: and I, I still, I've got great memories of CD warehouse, just yeah. standing in there for hours. Oh, I know. and, and that was it. the
0: other thing is that you know, and I never, I never even talked about Hobbytown. Town, you know, oh, that, was a, town that was that was a lot of fun. You know, that, the year that I worked there was, I a think great. I still
1: have all of those crow,
0: yeah, probably. Oh yeah, the the card game, that the we, card yeah, game, yeah, the crow, yeah. and uh, but yeah, I mean that that was and that was a, uh, you know, I I knew the guy that owned the place, and that's how I you know wound up getting that job, and that was a lot of fun. It got me through college, you yeah. know. And um, but yeah, I mean it just. Uh, I, I would not go back to retail for anything now. No. I say that, but then again, I, I would depending on where. It, no, there, record store. I would probably do something like that, or you know, like someplace. If like, I
1: did a record store, it would have to be an independent. I right. Would oh to, yeah, I yeah. Would, no, not a corporate. By any I would have to then. either be owner or primary manager yeah. or something like that. Oh, um,
0: no, I would never do management in retail ever again. I've done it multiple times, and every time I do it, I remember within a couple of months why it was that I said I would never do it again. Uh, so, gotcha. Yeah, oh, I hate, no, managing a retail anything is just I hell. just.
1: It's terrible. I don't like doing retail mm-hmm. and dealing with the general public in retail mm-hmm. because... For some reason, people think they can treat you. Really oh, I know. Really, oh, I know. Poorly, I know. Because you work in the store. I
0: know. I know. And they act like you know. And I
1: try really hard not to be that person. Oh, I know. Unless you're uh, just, dude.
0: I am. I mean, I am so conditioned from where I, from the years of working in retail. Yeah. That I'll go in places that I have never worked, and start straightening you yeah, know like i've done that. I'll, I'll find myself you know like well this is supposed to be over here and this is supposed to be over yeah. here, blah, blah 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 and then i'm like why am i doing this this the, is
1: <laughs> the only time i haven't done that the only time i've been a jerk as an uh, as a customer is either like in walmart or hobby oh, lobby yeah. or somewhere where they've got the big giant letters Right, and they're right. hanging by alphabetized right. and i'll i'll do something like i'll rearrange them to say mm-hmm. help me or
0: right, right you know
1: something like that
0: yeah i mean that's a uh, I, yeah, I just, even now, when I go back to CD Warehouse, even though they don't have anywhere near, like, they still carry some CDs, but nothing yeah. like they used to, I'll still, if I'm going through looking at stuff, and it's out of order, I'll start Putting it where it's supposed to go, <laughs> and I've done that for and I've done that for twenty years. You know, it's well, a... <laughs> you feel like you've got a piece
1: of ownership yeah, in the yeah.
0: place, you know, because you you worked there for I so know, long. I know, and I and you know I did. Is it still there. the
1: same guy that owns the still place? Still the same
0: guy owns it. Oh, and that was one of the things that mm-hmm. when I when I worked there, the business was so good that there were six locations. Yeah, and now there's just the one. Like well, all the rest of them are gone. I was talking about the yeah. one out at Bellevue. Yeah, that one's been gone for a while yeah, too. I really But missed yeah, there that were one. there were six locations at one point. And, and that was and
1: a bigger store than the one at Rivergate. It was. It was it a was. was a great store.
0: And uh that the one at is the only one that's still there. And that's it's funny because that store's been there twenty five years now. Yeah. Yeah, it opened in ninety four, I remember that and it was Well, a, we had
1: a connection even when before you were working there because they were one of the sponsors of WBCP, WBCP, but we were working at the college I know.
0: station. It's true, and because uh, we could go down there and, and get music. Yeah, and when I worked there, uh, Mrs. E, <laughs> Mrs. e you know, Yeah, would come in and like every week, and like, hey, I'm looking for this, and like, okay, and I would find them for him. He's like, here you go, you know, and yeah. to do the paper, you know, sign the paperwork on it and everything. Like, all right, so. Um, I can almost,
1: I I could still almost remember the promo we had oh to I know because it, it ran the
0: same promo that ran oh, forever. CD Warehouse CD Warehouse <laughs> CD Warehouse
1: probably yeah. sponsor of WVCP
0: eighty eight point five Pioneer I, Radio that's right and uh, yeah I mean that uh it, it's funny you know especially we've talked about, I can't believe we're over two hours on this. (laughs) Uh, We've talked about, you know, living in the, living in this area for so long. Yeah. And, you know, so you do put down deep roots, even with retail stores. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, like I said, going back to a lot of places that I worked that aren't there anymore, like my very first job, when I was in college, that that wasn't working for my dad. I worked at El Chico's when they opened that store. Oh yeah, the the, the one that was outside when they moved from outs from the mall to outside. Yeah, I helped open in that the parking store. lot of and Toys R Toys us. us. Well, it's gone now. Yeah, as well as it's Toys R Toys Us. Are us yeah. So that one's gone. Um, I worked for um, I worked for Hobby Town. Yeah. Okay, and Hobby Town's still around, but <clears throat> Dwayne closed that store years ago. You know, just he they he did something out like he he did well he yeah. didn't close it because he had to he did it because he just decided okay let's turn yeah, done with this and, and so, decided to do something so that store is not there any longer now again you know hobby town's still around but that yeah. that particular store is gone um the video place is gone all the yep. movie gallery is gone now yep. track and trails gone um, cd warehouse is still hanging on which is cool yeah. but um saturn's gone
1: yeah saturn's gone um, that other
0: car lot. That other car lot's gone. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I worked for a. Um, I worked for a. Um, uh, we did play. We built playgrounds. Oh, I remember a, yeah, that. Yeah, they're not in business any longer. <clears throat> Um, that that was a family you, up run thing, but they were they they you shut must be down. a jinx I, or something. Well, uh, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, but it, it is it's one of those things where you just kind of yeah. start going through the line of like, oh, I worked here. Well, that that place is there any longer. Well, that place isn't yeah. there any longer. You know, so whenever some place like CD Warehouse is still there, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, of like, no, I worked here years well, ago. So
1: that McDonald's in Illinois mm-hmm. where I had my first job that's still there. Uh, the tool and die place is still there. Acme Boot Outlet is no longer there.
0: It's not. Is it no. something? It, they
1: broke it they broke actually broke that store up into two storefronts. Okay. So it's two different oh, stores. Okay.
0: now. So that tells you how much I paid um, attention.
1: I actually went from Acme Boot Outlet to TO Pride in the mall, mm-hmm. which was the high end, high end mm-hmm. Westernware price. Right. And so I worked at two different places in Rivergate. Right. And now that
0: reminds me because I worked at Profits. Whenever, oh, whenever they bought yeah. out, um, when they bought out Castronauts, yeah. I worked there and they're not there any longer. See, they're my, not allowed any longer. My wife actually worked
1: at that Castronauts. Oh yeah. Um, was it Rivergate or was it out? It may have been at Bellevue, mm. but my wife worked for Castronauts for years. Wow.
0: So, But yeah, I worked for profits for a holiday season. Yeah. And they're not, like I said, they were bought out. I think Macy's bought them out. No, they were bought out by somebody else, and then Macy's bought out that place. Hex. Hex, yes. yes. Thank you. That's what it was. Uh,
1: so. I, I went in there. Um, They had some kind of special sale. You had to have a ticket to get mm-hmm. in. Yeah. They had just opened. And I went in and I walked in. And I was like, okay, so where's your big and tall department? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm, at the time, I was 6'2 and probably around 250, 275. And the woman behind the counter said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. We don't cater to people of your stature. (laughs) And (laughs) that was the last time I've set foot in Hex. Well,
0: Hex isn't, they're not there any longer. I mean, that's a, so they were bought out by Macy's. And
1: that made me a Dillard's man. I I was exclusively going to Dillard's big and tall shop at that point. I
0: know there was other places I worked that's not there any longer that, I ah, mean, but yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot of
1: places around this area that are like Calhoun's. I miss oh, Calhoun's. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's anyway, we could go on and on yeah. I don't know about that. But oh, you know, some place I worked that I really did enjoy working that we didn't talk about. Like, oh, what was that? Party City.
1: I didn't realize you'd worked at Party I City. I worked at for, Party
0: City for a year and a half and um, went through two two Halloweens. Oh wow! No. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was a situation where you basically, you, and I understand why they did it, but you dedicated your October to them. Yeah, I mean, you didn't do anything but work through October, especially if you were in management. Yeah, and it was just like, now I'm, I, I'm good with that because I like Halloween way too much to, <laughs> to give it up. Yeah. yeah, and give up the entire month of October. Yeah, and so, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, but that was that was a cool place to work. I really enjoyed it. It was pretty laid back, and and um, the guy, you know, the guy that owns the place is pretty cool and everything. You know, his family oh, run. Cool. You know, it's it's a it's a um, uh, franchise thing. You know, yeah. he owns a couple of stores. I worked at both of them, so that was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, um, the biggest thing with that place was, um, we did um, wedding invitations. Oh, yeah, I can't tell you how many how many arguments i had to uh, officiate between mothers and daughters Uh, or
1: mothers and daughter-in-laws yeah mother-in-laws yeah whatever it was just
0: it was usually mothers and daughters bridezilla and it was just i'm gonna let you guys talk about this for a few minutes i'll be back when you just let me know when you're ready you know type stuff um halloween was fun you know oh yeah because you get to play with all the toys and oh yeah exactly and uh, yeah. I'm
1: surprised you didn't stock up on Halloween
0: decor. I did at the time. This was a long time ago. The, the biggest, the biggest uh-huh. association I have with that place was, um, uh, and I can still the one over here in Rivergate. I can still show you the exact place I stood for two hours and listened to the radio when 911 happened. You know that I was, was working yeah.
1: at Sherman Williams yeah. when that happened.
0: Yeah, and I mean that was oh wow, what's going on? Because we didn't have a TV, you know, or anything. Yeah. And we had a radio and we turned on the radio and we were getting like the CBS news, you know, coming through on 99.7. And it was just like, what are we listening to? Yeah. This, you know. So I was
1: actually getting ready to work, mm -hmm. getting ready for work. And when I was listening to Rick and Bubba. Yeah. And they at broke in the, at the time. No, they were they were on the air. They were live, yeah. Talking. And they're like, "Oh, hey, a, a plane cuz they yeah. had they had oh, just yeah. been they had just been to New York and had been broadcasting from the top of one of those oh, buildings." Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Um
1: and they were like, "Oh, hey, you know, look at the TV. Plane mm. a plane hit, you know, one of the towers." Of and they were talking about oh, it must have been a small plane cuz right. it doesn't no. look like that's what everybody thought at first. Yeah. It, yeah. And, then, and then I remember them going um them talking no this is this is something bigger look mm-hmm. at the size of that home they're mm-hmm. like they're like we shouldn't do this everybody go turn your tv on right now right, and take a right. look at this and i went back to my bedroom and turned on the tv and the picture came up just in time to watch the, the second, second plane, plane hit. hit and yeah. i was like
2: oh
0: yeah i know so anyway but yeah that that's yeah like i said that this that's that's my party city that is my one of my big yeah, probably my biggest memory with that is, I like, remember no, this is this is where it happened. You and know, I had to like, drive
1: through Rivergate to get to the sherm Williams, and it was like dead. It there was, was the, nothing going on that it day. It was like nine in the morning mm-hmm. or something. And driving through Rivergate was it was weird because yeah. it was it had the same amount of traffic that we had to have like at midnight. I know or one o'clock. Well,
0: I know. Like I said, I stood there and it wasn't. The mall until
1: was closed. I, they closed down the mall. I know.
0: It wasn't until after. It was almost noon. When we had our first customer that day, yeah, and the lady came in and was asking if we had any American flags, yeah, which we had just put up all of our, uh, like all of our uh, Fourth of July stuff. Like we kept it out throughout the entire summer, yeah. And we had just gotten rid of all our summer decor, you know, like I said, but we didn't have any anyway. I mean, we were completely out of them, yeah. Um, needless to say, within you know a week, we had plenty, oh, and yeah. people were still buying them, you know, and that kind of stuff. But it was just kind of one of those. Oh, crap. No, we don't, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's – I'm trying to think where else. I don't have any other I – mean, well, when I was working for the catering, when I do the catering, yeah. that was fun. But that's a whole story in and of itself oh, of, yes. like, how, how much you can run yourself down – <laughs> doing a job. Oh yeah. Because and, and it, doing food service, doing yes, food service is a yes, hard job yeah. and those folks don't get paid. Garbage. Not nearly enough. I mean, of course when I was in the catering, you know, we were getting paid pretty well because yeah. it wasn't tip based or anything, but working in a restaurant, restaurant. Yeah. Oh man. I can't tell you how many nights we get finished working and just go straight to the bar. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, just set it up. Just set it up. <laughs> it just, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, oh, it was rough. Well, man. I
1: mean, you can always tell when it was getting close to the end of the night because employees were not allowed, and not that I did this, but employees were not allowed to drink where they were working. Right. At. So there would be a huge employee shift amongst all the restaurants. Like mm-hmm. Logan's would go to Calhoun's, right, Calhoun's right, would go right, to right. Chili's, know, Chili's yeah, yeah. would go to Longhorn, Longhorn. Well, see, I, I worked at
0: Logan's, to, and at the time, we could drink there, yeah, but we couldn't have our shirts on, like our our our, our work shirt, yeah. And so basically, what it was is you either took it off and put on a different shirt, or a lot of times what we do was like I had a pullover that yeah. I would come into work because I was working during the winter time, and I just put that on so you couldn't see it. And, yeah, and so it was – but you couldn't sit at the bar itself. You could sit up in the bar area, you know, like yeah. one of the tables or something. And that was – there would be one table that was just employees that had just gotten off work who were just yeah. pounding alcohol. <laughs> but there was, like, a certain
1: time – it was usually around, like, 9 yeah. o'clock or something. but no, no, it's true
0: because we used to get – because Olive Garden was right next door to us. Yeah. They would come over to – like, as soon as they would get off work, they came over yeah. and were sitting in the bar, yeah. so And,
1: and like, even when Chi-Chi's was still down there. Mm. I miss Gigi. Oh, I, I used to love that they place. They had the best chips. They did. But about about like eight thirty or nine o'clock, you would see like five or six cars from one restaurant mm-hmm. literally drive to another restaurant, and there would be like ten people pouring right, out. Right. These, and they would all Rio Bravo was another one that was oh, over there. That yeah. was
0: another. I miss them. So
1: yeah.
0: Anyway, I know. Yeah. We're, we I just guess keep that's going a, on and on. Yeah. About we better we're, shut this down. But yeah. Now this is. It's 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 always mm-hmm. fun to look back on the jobs that we had. When we were young, especially. Yeah. Because man, I made such crap money at most of those places.
1: Dude, at Sharon Williams, I was making bank. Really? Because I was working so much overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, there were days, you know, cause Nashville was still in a boom back oh, then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There were days that I would show up in the morning and they would already have the van loaded for me. I would hop in the van and I would go make deliveries. I would stop somewhere, pick up lunch, go inside, eat lunch while they reloaded the van, and then I would go out and make deliveries. And it got to be to where I was out so late, they had to make me a third key wow. so that I could go in the store, get my stuff, and then lock it up and go home.
0: I, I, I'm I'm looking at this right here. Okay. Yeah. In 1999, oh, okay. Boy, here we go. I was working... I was managing video place. My salary, what do you think my salary was?
1: Manager of a video place in ninety nine was probably somewhere around twenty three grand a year.
0: I was making nineteen five wow a year. But there was also bonuses, you know, quarterly bonuses. Yeah. But it's one of those things you say that like right now in twenty nineteen money, yeah. that's thirty thousand dollars. Which Sounds like a lot, but it's not. No. I mean, it's still like below the bomber level. <laughs> yeah. But the, the funny thing about that is, is like, you know, because this, I'm sitting here looking at this, it's like the cumulative rate of inflation is 54%. Yeah. Now, what's fun is that my first job in 1993, okay, uh, not counting the working in the restaurant, like the next yeah. one I worked, I was making minimum wage. Which do you remember what it was in 1993?
1: I don't 1993, but I do remember what it was when I started at job at McDonald's. Okay, like my, I think it was my sophomore year in high school, and mm-hmm. it was three twenty three an hour. It was four twenty
0: five an hour.
1: I remember when it went to four twenty five yeah. an hour. It
0: was four twenty five an hour. In modern in in 2019 money, yeah, at seven dollars and fifty six cents an hour. Wow, and. Yeah, that's I don't. What's minimum wage these days? Is it seven fifty something like that? I Somewhere don't even in there. know. So yeah, I mean, I, I. But it's still one of those things where it's like seven dollars. You have seven fifty an hour. You know, yeah. it's like, um,
1: but three. Was it three seventy? I think it was three seventy three yeah, an hour. Like I was that. making. I remember when they bumped to four twenty five, and I was like,
0: dude. I know. I, I know. Got a raise. But that was, yeah, I mean, like my paychecks would be like. You know, I mean, for a two week yeah. paycheck would be like 300 bucks or something, you know. <laughs> but when I was working for
1: Sherwin Williams, I was making overtime hand over oh, fist, yeah. and then winter would hit, mm-hmm. and you'd get knocked back, you know, then to tomorrow, nothing, yeah, to like 15 hours a week, right? Right, and you're like, Where all my money oh, go? yeah, I know,
2: I know, I know,
1: I know where the money went. So,
0: so, anyways, if you guys want to tell us how stupid this episode was, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> If you're I, still angry about our our, our previous episode about uh, overrated <laughs> everything, hey,
1: I'm just glad you guys are still listening. Yeah, still downloading. Know? Hey, please tell your friends.
0: Please yeah, tell your friends yeah. about us. We that's yeah. For since we're in 2020 now. Hey, tell tell somebody. Say hey, go check out this podcast. You know. Yeah. Um. Just you know we're. We haven't really done a whole lot to try to grow our audience. I can't talk. All <laughs> I know. Of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. And same um, thing. it's uh, word of mouth helps quite a bit. Go to uh, you know where, wherever like if it's Apple Podcasts or hey, it's if, wherever if,
1: it is. If it is Apple Podcasts, do a do us a favor. Give us a review. Give yeah. us a rating. Give yeah. us a review. It, it's going to help um, actually. Boost, it. it
0: actually boosts us up in in visibility yeah. on that kind of stuff to where we might find some more people, you know, some some bigger audience. Yeah. You know? So
1: if you enjoy it, please share.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us. All right. Hey, guys, we
1: want to thank you for listening and supporting us all this time. Just wanted to let you know we can be found on Apple Podcast at Project X Pod. Uh, we're also on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on Tuned In Radio. And hopefully we're going to be getting on some other platforms also. You can also get a hold of us by email at projectxpod at gmail.com. I've also got my own private one at bigdavexpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at projectxpod, and there's also at bigdavexpod. We're on Facebook at projectxpodcast, and we're on YouTube. We're starting to do some stuff on YouTube at projectxpodcast. So if you like us, please spread the word. You know let your friends know if you can't stand us tell all your enemies you know we, you can torture them that way
0: thanks guys we appreciate it all right that's enough let's get on with the show uh, so anyway thank you once again for listening to us here at the project X podcast I am Alan Smith along with I am big Dave and we will see you next time see you.